right, Leadheads. We have done it. Welcome in to the 200th episode of Talking wow, Lead. Wow, winning. I'm sorry, winning. You starting to get the concept now? Oops, winning. That's right. This is the 200th episode, and we have you, the Leadheads, to thank for that. For almost five years now, we have been cranking out episodes almost weekly, and sometimes more than that. It's here. We made it, and we're going to keep on going. And uh, I know I told you guys that uh, we're probably going to be doing something special. What I really want to do is, because this is going to be our fifth year, is I'm going to have a really big giveaway toward the end of the year to celebrate our five years. Uh, But for our 200th episode, I'm going to do some sneaky things. So you guys are going to have to be paying attention to the show, to social media, Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter. And uh, I'll be posting little things here and there for some giveaways. So you guys be paying attention. So I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. It was a volume three of our continued coverage of the National Rifle Association annual meeting. And I'd like to go ahead and thank Chad Enos for being on and bringing his buddy Jansen Jones, president of Freedom Munitions, one of the co-founders of the company Next Evolution Research and Design, also known as Nerd. (laughs) That was a a great interview with Chad and Jansen, and we also had a little surprise from our number one lead head, Chuck Sanford. He joined us, and uh, you guys make sure you go back, check out that interview. Um, We talked about a lot of awesome things uh, that Freedom Munitions and Nerd has uh, come out with and is going to be coming out with. And then uh, we had Mike Sudini co-hosting at the Eagle Imports booth there with me for the Do All Outdoors interview with John Hayes. And uh, John actually uh, got in touch with me earlier this week, and he and I are actually going to go out next week and do some T&E testing evaluating on some new targets that uh, they're contemplating coming out with. So that's going to be fun. And I'm sure that uh, he and I will probably do a little little recap on the show and talk about that. Also probably uh, drag my buddy Andrew along with us. So that'll be a good time. I'll keep you guys posted on that. And then uh, lastly, we had Kenny Barlow, Vice President of Sales, came by to talk with us and get us updated on what all has been going on with North American Arms and the production of their little mini five-shot revolvers. And we specifically talked about the pug. They brought one over for me to have a little talking prop with, and it was cool. Enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to getting one of those in and getting some uh, range time with it. Pretty cool gun. So this week, volume four of our coverage of the NARAM, and uh, it's going to be a big one. We've got some some big names in this show. We're going to kick it off with Charles Brown and Kara Bosenberg. They are with MKS Supply, who bring us High Point Firearms and Inland Manufacturing. Uh, Inland is the manufacturer of that M1, and uh, they have a really awesome history that uh, goes back to World War II, and uh, we get into a little history. Uh, Charles, also known as Charlie, Charlie Brown, don't laugh, (laughs) that's his name, and Kara talk about um, not only the beginnings of Inland Manufacturing, but uh, they talk about some of the products um, that they've gone on to design above and beyond 
the uh, M1 carbine, and uh, you guys are going to really enjoy what they have to say. There's a suppressor in there, and there's a 1911 that they have developed as well. Um, and then High Point Firearms, very uh, interesting story on how they got started. And uh, they talk about some of the new products that High Point has available. So I know you guys are probably saying, why High Point? Well, High Point makes a product that is in demand. Uh, it's probably one of the most sold firearms there are, uh, handguns, uh, on the market. Very affordable, very reliable guns. Uh, so we talk a little bit about that, and then we get into talking about their carbines that they have. And uh, I've shot their carbines before, and their carbines are really nice, really high quality. They shoot shoot really good. And uh, they're going to talk about some uh, some new things that they've got going on with their line of carbines. And there's a 380 in that mix. So uh, that's going to be interesting to hear. And then as promised, I bring you our interview with Tim Harmsman with the Military Arms Channel. This is over at our, when we were being hosted by High Threat Concealment. And then along with Tim, we've got Daryl Moreau with Vertex. He's the VP over there. And uh, talk about history. These guys go back all the way to the Civil War with Vertex. Uh, very interesting story there. Uh, they were making uniforms back in the day for both sides, the North and the South, during the Civil War. So that that's a cool story. And then uh, we're going to talk about some of the new products and gear that Vertex is going to be coming out with. And then uh, we had a surprise visit during that interview with our good buddy, the Kraken, Jim Irwin. That's right. Jim comes in and uh, gives us an update on what all he's been up to. He's got a, uh, a new website. It's called Kraken Ultimus. Go to krakenultimus.com. And then you can also check Jim out on the Sportsman channel in a show that he hosts called Prime Revolution. So it was good catching up with Jim. And, of course, Tim's always full of information. And uh, he's actually going to join us in another interview in a later volume uh, that, we, that we've got. So... Good interview there, and then we're going to wrap things up in this volume with another great interview uh, that was held over there at the High Threat Concealment booth with Enforce, and uh, Matt Wolf is the VP of sales over there. He talks about their new products that they have, pistol lights. You guys probably are familiar with their WML rifle lights. Um, he's talking about their, their new APL and the APLC, and a couple other things that are interesting that Enforce is going to be getting into. And then he's joined by Tony Poe, who is a 13-year Virginia law enforcement uh, veteran. And uh, he's going to talk about some real-world usage that he's done with Enforce's lights. And uh, Tony also happens to be with, with High Threat. So good lineup of interviews uh, coming up there. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank um, Range Systems. They were on uh, a couple of volumes ago, and uh, they had sent me couple little uh, uh, packages in the mail the other day. They sent me their Guardian, which is a compact clearing trap. So what that is, the Guardian, it's a safety measure for law enforcement agencies, commercial agencies, gunsmiths, or just you, the everyday consumer, for anywhere. So what it is, it's a safe place for you to download your gun, and if it happens to discharge then uh, you don't have to worry about it. So you just stick your gun in this, download it, and you don't have to worry about uh, negligent discharges going errant and uh, hurting someone or something. It's like a steel housing, like AR-500 steel, and it's got their Dura-Blot, um, that rubber 
material that Joe Bricko talked about in a couple of volumes ago, like I said, when we had rain systems on. So you guys make sure you check out that uh, interview. And then they also sent me uh, one of their big old blocks of the, uh, I guess it's the Dura block system that they have. And uh, it can also be used as like a shooting mat uh, or shooting brace. So instead of those big foamy, uh, mushy bags, um, they've got one of their rubber blocks that you could use for that. So I'm going to take those out, try them out, probably do some videos and uh, let you guys see those. Uh, and it was almost like Christmas. I got an, I got another gift in the mail from High Threat Concealment. They sent me one of their uh, Spectre holsters um, that will fit with the uh, the Glock and the Enforce APLC. So uh, I happened to acquire uh, an APLC. Matt was gracious enough to uh, leave one of those after his interview. So Matt, thank you so much for that. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, great light. So you guys make sure you check out Enforce and High Threat Concealment. Enforce.com and then HighThreatConcealment.com. Great companies, great products. And uh, like I said, we're going to have some videos coming of, of me uh, using those. Instagram, I've already posted some stuff of the, uh, the holster. So check that out as well. And then um, don't forget the 1776 United Talking Lead Lead Head Contest. You guys, we need to get more entries into this uh, this contest. We've had some great ones so far. Just got another one in uh, last night uh, with some great ideas. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I don't want anybody stealing somebody else's idea. What you're going to do is you get to design your own logo. Basically, something that represents you, the listener of Talking Lead, how do you like to be captured on a t-shirt, a patch, you know, a hat, some sort of logo that best captures the essence of lead-headedness? So uh, keep those design ideas coming in. You go to 1776united.com. Down at the bottom of their page, it says Leadhead Contest. You click on there and you could submit your design. Uh, you may not be a big graphic design artist or anything like that, so just, you know, textually tell us your ideas, what it is, and... Uh, We'll, uh, you know, we'll be able to get an idea of what you're talking about. But if you happen to be savvy in design and you want to go ahead and design one, there is a place there for you to attach, uh, like a PDF or some sort of a file, so that uh, you know we can we can take them that way as well. And then you can always email them to me at talkingled at gmail .com and make sure that you put in this uh, in the subject line, leadhead contest. I've had a couple of people that have done that as well, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, you guys are going to get entered into the, the, the contest. So what we're going to do at the end of the month, we're going to pick probably the top three or four of those, and then we're going to put them out there for you, the leadhead, to vote on. And then the winner is going to get a T-shirt and a patch with that new leadhead logo, a classic Talking Lead logo T-shirt, and a $100 gift card to use any way that you want to at 1776united.com uh, for any of the awesome swag that they have there. Maybe you want to get some more Talking Lead t-shirts, or obviously you're probably going to want to get some more of those new logo Leadhead t-shirts and patches. So stay tuned for that. That's all I've got for you right now. We're going to be back with Volume 5 uh, in the next few days, so you guys be tuning in because we've still got lots more interviews from the National Rifle Association's 2017 annual meeting. So here we go. Volume 4 starts now. All right, good deal. This is day two. 
All right, lead heads, welcome back to the Talking Lead podcast. I'm your host, Left Hand, and this is the 2017 NRA Annual Meeting Day 2 edition. And we are graciously being hosted by our buddies at the Eagle Imports booth again today. So we greatly appreciate that. And uh, we're going to kick off the day with a beautiful lady and uh, somebody that you're probably very familiar with, (laughs) name-wise. We've got Charles Brown, and we have, I'm going to mess up your back, Kara Bosenberg. That's right. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. And uh, they are with High Point Firearms and Inland Manufacturing. Correct. And both household names in the firearms industry. That's correct. Yeah. Actually, uh, High Point has been around almost 30 years. A long um, time. Inland was a manufacturer in World War II back in the 50s. They were the largest manufacturer of M1 carbines for our troops. For our troops, Serving in World War II. And um, the Inland name went through Korea and also early Vietnam. So um, if if you don't know anything about Inland, you you better check your history books. Well, we're getting ready to find out. All right. Because (laughs) you... Because I want to get some history behind both the, the companies. Uh-huh. Like you said, I mean, I'm very familiar with High Point, uh, the carbines in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the carbines. I don't have much experience with the handguns. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I've ever shot a High Point handgun before. Um, but I've heard people you know, talk about them. And, right. You know, there's a place for them, definitely. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, and then Inland, uh, we were talking yesterday, and um, I love the, the M1 carbine. You know, in in and of itself, uh, and I, I picked up a universal. I mean, I know no, that's not you guys. I don't think they're even in business anymore, are they? No, I don't think so. Right. No, so not. they were like the like the lower end. <laughs> yep. Commercial. The, they were a commercial manufacturer. Commercial manufacturer yeah. uh, of those, but I got one and I love it. Yep. Uh, but I've always wanted to get an inland. You know, that's always been right. on my my bucket list to to get yep. to get an inland, especially one of the earlier models. Absolutely, it's yeah. a it's a very uh, it's kind of a dinosaur nowadays. You know, there's not a lot of them out there to be had, and the ones you see, you know, that are becoming available are coming out of estates and people that are, are retiring and divesting their their gun collections and that type of thing. Right. Yep. Right. So Charlie. You want to start with Inland or you want to start with High Point? Well, let's start with High Point. Let's start with High Point. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to, I'm very interested in, in the histories of companies and the backgrounds, mm-hmm. how they got started. All right. Uh, as are our listeners, the Leadhead Nation out there. Yep. Uh, so give us a little background of, of High Point. Well, it's it's actually a long story, but I can try to condense it as okay. best I can. Okay. Um, High Point was started by an individual who enjoyed shooting but was upset at the cost of firearms. Okay. And uh, just, just an average guy, didn't have any manufacturing experience, didn't never made anything really you know he, he actually owned video stores oh really but him and his buddies were shooters and they were just getting upset up at the expense of of firearms and yeah. this this was 30 years ago back in the in the 80s right and um uh, the gentleman said you know i think i'm going to make a gun that, that the average working guy can afford and and you know not miss a car payment or a house payment and um and be able to defend himself and his right, family right. And, yep yep and you know be a reliable affordable american-made product and uh you know, he by God, he did it. You know, he come up with a nine millimeter. It was big, heavy, and ugly. Uh, not, a big brick, yeah. Yeah, not not too different than our guns of today. I mean, right. you know, we're proud of our ugly guns, but um, <laughs> they're a blowback operated gun, so they have to have some weight in the slide yeah. to to allow them to work. And uh, but the one thing about them is they have a fixed barrel, and they're extremely reliable. Um, the nine millimeter uh, C9 is our most popular model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it sells for around two hundred bucks. 
Um, and, wow. And, you know, the barrel is 4140 alloy steel. We were the, one of the very first manufacturers in the U.S. to, to offer a polymer frame. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, technology-wise, the guns are up to snuff, to, you know, to today's technology. Exactly, yeah. uh, but they're just, you know, we don't have uh, race cars running around the track with our name on it, and big celebrities telling you how great they are, and that's one of the ways we keep the cost keep down. Keep the cost Absolutely. down, yeah. Absolutely. Because those people cost money. Yep, yep. Yeah. And you know, you said you like the rifles, and the pistols were around for about 10 or 11 years before the rifles were manufactured. Oh, okay. Uh, the rifles came out around 95, mm -hmm. around the Brady Bill time. Right. Uh, that's why they came out with a 10-round magazine, not a high-capacity magazine. Sure. Uh, the magazines are proprietary, so they interchange. Our 40 and 45 pistol and rifle magazines are the same one. Okay. So, you know, the preppers Convenient. like that side because they have one magazine for two guns, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and, and again, the, the, the rifle, the pistol caliber rifles are becoming more and more popular. Yes. Yep. In the last couple of years, they're, you know, the Absolutely. demand is really going up for those. Yes, they have. Um, you know, and people are becoming more aware that they're extremely accurate, mm -hmm. and they can shoot. They can buy a rifle that that uses the same ammunition that they have to already have. Right. Yeah. Many people have found that the ammunition is much more affordable as well. So it's it's a more affordable gun and more affordable ammunition. Yeah, a pistol. Yeah, pistol ammunition tends to be yep. more, more affordable shooting. than yep. than rifle. Gives yeah. you more yeah. trigger time. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. More, more fun time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and right? For less right. money. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yep. And for the first, uh, I don't know, 15 years or 18 years of the company, all we offered was black. It was the Henry Ford model. You know, we've got black, black, and black. <laughs> what, what, which color which do you one want? Which would you like? Right. Yeah. And um, since then, we've added a hydro dipping tank, and we dip our own guns now in, in various camo. Yeah, patterns. I was noticing that over uh -huh. there. You got some nice patterns going that, on. And, yeah. and you know, with many states allowing uh, people to use uh, 45s and 40 caliber actually hunt with you know now you have a camo gun that you can actually go out and hunt with right yeah and plus it gives it that little extra you know level of coolness or right right you know people like to personalize their stuff nowadays. absolutely and you know we found that the consumer that would buy a camo gun isn't necessarily the same person that would buy a, an all-black gun right so you know a different taste for everybody that's right yep what was that tv show Different strokes for that, different that, folks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's alive and well in the gun business. Right. That's for so sure. uh, let's go back to the history, to the gentleman that started the, the company. What uh -huh. was his name? His name was Tom Deeb. Okay. Is he yep. still around? Actually, Tom passed away a couple years ago. Okay. He retired, and then after he retired, he passed away. The company was in process of being sold to uh, the gentleman that was his partner in the machine shop side. Okay. And now uh, Mike Strassel owns the company. So, okay. so yep. it's he, going forward. Another original guy that correct. was that, that started it up. Yep. Yep. What's his What's his vision for High Point? Well, I think to continue it off for an affordable American-made product. It's going to keep um, the prices low yep. and yep. the quality. Yep. Absolutely. Keep improving on the quality. Yep. Keep improving on the manufacturing techniques. Um, Mike just bought nine new uh, five-axis CNC machines to do with the barrels. and Those some aren't cheap. No, they're not. <laughs> they're absolutely not. And they're actually up and running right now. So um, he has the capacity to increase production. Um, we've never been able to keep up with the demand, mm -hmm. so we're going to try to catch up with the demand a little bit in the next couple of years. Good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so let's hear you talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, Charlie's doing such a good job, so I'm just listening in on this. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's doing a great job. Yes. I think Charlie's done this one or two times. I know. He's a pro. 
So um, one of the things that it's really important to High Point is to keep everything in-house as much as possible. That's how we keep our price where, down. Where are you guys located first? Let me. Mansfield, Ohio. Ohio, okay. Yeah, yeah you guys are just up the road. I'm in uh, Tennessee, Nashville yeah. area. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I like Nashville. <laughs> you should have me up and let me do a, a tour of your sure your facilities yeah anytime you're yeah, more than I welcome think we can do that yeah we'll do, a, we'll do a remote broadcast up there or something sounds good yeah <laughs> take the show on the road yeah that, you should that would be a whole don't new, you like the way i invite myself places <laughs> <laughs> on air and now it's on tape that's right yeah. that's right yeah. we're committed now so remember when you said i could come up <laughs> right uh, let me play that back for you <laughs> it's posted on the interwebs you know for the whole world to hear so. right well you're more than welcome to come up anytime okay i didn't mean to interrupt you i just want to kind of visually watch you're talking where you're at i like to see where people are at yeah absolutely. in my mind's eye yeah so um they're looking in mansfield ohio um but like i was saying one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is keeping most of our products or the finalized product obviously made there but most of our parts and pieces are sourced from ohio if we can't do them ourselves okay um so we have that ohio pride going on um but also we offer that you, lifetime you warranty you know, so mm -hmm. that's that's such an added bonus for our consumers because they just don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have to worry about their firearm being gone for months if it does need a repair. Mm -hmm. um, although we do have one of the lowest rates in the industry too, so that's okay. a, that's a perk. You know, at that affordable price to get that added value. Right, and and how often do you get something back? You know, it, it's actually less than two percent. Um, a lot of yeah. you know, if I can go backwards and. and it, expand on something Kara said that yeah. a lot of our customers don't realize that that warranty is on used guns too. If you buy a used high point. You don't have to be the original owner. No, and it's been, if it's been sold a hundred times and it doesn't perform the way you like it, you send it back to the factory and we, we fix it for free. Tune it up. We fix it for free. Nice. That's right. So, I mean, and, and again, it's less than 2% of the guns ever, ever made. Yeah. Ever come back. Yeah, I would think that they would be very low amount. Um, so I've got a, a buddy who's got a YouTube channel. Uh, Eric, IVE8888. Oh, All right, yeah. veteran. Yeah, we yeah. know Eric, sure. Yeah, so he did uh, uh, one of the famous torture tests yeah. for your for your high points. Yeah. And it held up really well. Yeah, actually, I think uh, I think Eric was a high point hater, as we call them at, at first. Skeptic, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not a hater, maybe <laughs> a skeptic. He was bound determined to make that thing not work. And, right, uh, he was and very surprised. He had to work really hard to, to get <laughs> to did. the point where it wouldn't work. So. Right. Um, he is a he is a now a, a full believer in High Point, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And that that is we find that a lot is that a lot of people who quote unquote hate on High Point many times have never even shot the firearm. Right. So then when they get the opportunity They're to just going on hearsay, whatever. Right. People and and price. I mean, people naturally you know levitate toward low price, low quality, and right. you know there's always exceptions to that rule, and and High Point is certainly the exception in the firearms industry right. to that that low price, low quality rule. Yeah. So what's what's the weight on one of your handguns? Um, our, our compact, well, we kind of use compact tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> it's 29 ounces. Okay. You know? So it's, it's not really real con you got to be a big boy to, to conceal a high point. But, right. Uh, but, but it can be done, you know. So, uh, you know, we like I said earlier, we, we're really proud of our, our big, heavy, ugly guns, you know. But they're reliable, you know, so right. and affordable. So. But you really just have one version? Or do you have two we versions? Have a, we have a small frame, which we call the compact, which okay. is a 9 and 380. And then we have the large frame, which is a 40 and 45. Okay. All right. Yep. Very nice. It's pretty large. <laughs> yeah, it's, pretty 30, large. it's 36 ounces. Okay. You know, but a lot of things that people don't understand is when you add weight to a firearm, it reduces the recoil. 
So right. even though they're a little heavy and, to carry. And the fact that you guys have a uh, fixed barrel, you know, you don't get that rise very, as much very either. Very true. Right. Very true. With the, with yep. the I didn't realize that it was a fixed barrel. So mm-hmm. yep. I learned something today. <laughs> now, I really need I've, – I've never shot a, a high point handgun. I haven't shot your handguns before. Mm-hmm. So we I, really, I need to do down. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd love to. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the carbines, uh, I've shot your carbines before. Love your carbines. Yeah, um, it's my favorite, too. <laughs> Let's talk about the carbines now. Tell them about okay. the 380. Sure. Um, oh, you got a 380. Yes, yeah. we a do. A 380 carbine. And his eyes, his eyes go, huh? A 380 <laughs> carbine. 380 carbine. What the heck? Yeah. We get that reaction a lot. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Well. So Next we, question. Why? Yeah. <laughs> we came out with the 380 carbine about a year ago, and um, with the mass amount of new shooters coming into the industry, many of them are getting a conceal and carry 380 firearm mm-hmm. as a first gun. Right. Yeah. So they might only own that one gun as a 380 ACP, you know, introduction into the industry. Yep. So what happened is, is that we saw that and we decided that some people might not want to mess around with different calibers if they're brand new in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we created the 380 carbine. And again, like you said, the preppers and, you know, people that yeah. like to keep things consistent and right. know, don't yeah. want to have a bunch of variety of different stuff later on. And, and if you're beginning your, your journey in the firearms, you know, business as a firearm, a new gun owner, you know, you're, they're not like you and I who have stacks of different calibers <laughs> laying around the place. Right, yeah. You know, they have one caliber, and so they don't want to go to another caliber. Mm-hmm. They have a nice companion gun and a 380 rifle. Yeah. Um, it's actually gone over exceptionally well. Very cool. How, and that's out. That's available it, now? Yes, yes, it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it's so easy to shoot. The recoil on it is practically Nothing. non-existent. <laughs> have you done any um, ballistics test as far as the 380 in a, in a carbine? It, it soups the 380 up two to 300 feet per second. Nice. And people are amazed when they roll it out at 100 yards that they're shooting a 380 so at 100 yards. So they're in a 380 at 100 yards. Yeah, and they're, and they're running That's a pop can cool. out of sight with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is cool. I yeah. like that. It's a little different, a different flavor for the different person, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, do you have threaded barrels on yours? We do not have threaded barrels as of yet. Um, okay. We are um, trying to roll that out mid. Because you know, summer. suppressors are kind of the big thing now, right. and especially with the HPA. Yep. You know, on the docket, hopefully that yep. gets passed. Uh, you know, it's going to be a suppressor crazed that America. Will, yeah, that the threaded barrels will be certainly a, a item that we will have once the HPA gets gets out and okay. gets gets voted on for sure. Nice. So that's in the works. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was going to be my next question as far. So, what do you guys have new coming on the horizon for the consumers? Well, for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, it's pretty much status quo. In the calibers that we have, the 389, 40, and 45, in both the handgun and the carbine. Okay. Uh, don't really have any new uh, calibers on on the horizon. Right. Um, anything's a possibility. Um, we are under, uh, aware that the 10 millimeter is becoming more popular now. That the 40 has kind of dropped off a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So there may be some attention um, on the Maybe high point the side from a 40, uh, 10 millimeter. 10 millimeter. Okay. Yeah. Um, Very nice. Not promising anything, but it's definitely being could happen. Looked, it's being looked at. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Now your magazines are they proprietary magazines? Yes, for they your, are for your carbines. Yes, they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like Charlie said earlier, the forty and the forty-five are interchangeable between the pistol and the between carbine. Between those two. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And you guys don't. You guys do a three eighty, right? Is that three eighty magazine compatible with the? 
pistol. In no, the, the 380 carbine uh, mag is is uh, not compatible with the 380 pistol. Okay. And do you, your magazines? Do you have the extended magazines now? Yeah, we do offer a 20-round extended magazine nice. through Red Ball Sports. They created that for us. Okay, aftermarket thing? Yeah, yes. and it's for the 9mm carbine. Um, and they're actually coming out with the 45 extended mag, which will also be 20 rounds, and that's coming out at the end of May. Okay. So something our consumers have talk wanted. About, talk about the features on your carbine, because I know you got some things on there, that well, uh, like the little spring on the butt pad uh-huh. kind of thing. We do have a uh, um, a butt plate that that is spring loaded. It helps with the recoil a little bit. However, until you get up into the 45, there's not a whole lot of recoil. Right. Yeah. Um, not, you know, not much anyway. The carbines have a forward. This makes it even more smooth. Right. Yeah, right. Much smoother. Yes, it does. Um, it's a it's also a blowback fixed barrel design. Um, they have last round lock open. Uh, the carbines have two internal drop safeties that are patented just for high points. Okay. Um, the outside of the gun, um, it has a rail across the top where you can take the rear side off, put a forward red dot or put a, uh, a variable scope on it to mm-hmm. hunt with. And it also has a rail underneath the front part of the barrel right. where you can add a, a light laser or any other type or of Or a handguard thing. Yeah, right. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Vertical. So, so they're very adaptable to the accessories that are out there in the marketplace. Okay. Very cool. Anything else about uh, the pistols or the carbines from High Point? We're going to switch to Inland. Okay, that's awesome. We're going to go to Inland now. All right. So uh, give us a little background history on Inland. It's a rich history. Yeah, Yeah, Inland is very rich in history. Um, Inland was owned by General Motors and um, located in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, when the war effort of World War II came around, um, they switched their – they used to make uh, tires and – uh, steering wheels uh-huh. at that factory, and um, and other other metal parts for for cars of that time, you know. Right. Um, and a GM switched uh, their inland plant completely over to making war effort items. Yeah. Which included um, very uh, common. A lot yeah. of most companies did that in America. Yep. <laughs> and and at the peak, inland manufacturing in Dayton, Ohio, was making four thousand M1 carbines per day. Wow! Over over four thousand a, a day. Over a period of five years, they made over four and a half million uh, of the inland thirty caliber carbines for the war effort. There were about wow. nine manufacturers that made uh, M1 carbines. Yeah. Um, you know, Rockola, Sears, uh, Singer, uh, Sony yeah. Machine Company. Yeah. Um, you know, U.S. Postal Meter. Yeah, I was going to say it was a U.S. Postal. Yeah. Yep. yep. Those so are like real rare ones yeah there's like yeah. dinosaur teeth yeah yeah but um, inland made the most of the firearms and they were the only ones that would make the that made the paratrooper model with the folding stock oh yeah yeah those are real hard to find yeah so anyway you know inland of that day um joined the war effort for several years and then once the war was over they went back to building automotive parts um it, a gm owned that name for about 40 years after that and then let the inland name go dormant um, so on the firearm side sure um, and then Ron Norton who owns inland now uh, is located in Dayton Ohio he's more of a firearms historian mm-hmm. so he's very uh, very particular and make sure that the guns are, are you know historically correct mm-hmm. and um, and that they work really well so has it, he hasn't changed the design since the original? No, the original guns that he designed were off the original designs of Inland. Uh-huh. And, and fortunately, a lot of people gave us a lot of input because we're located in Dayton, Ohio. Sure. A lot of, you know, people came and said, here's my, you know, back then they didn't have computers. They wrote everything down in a logbook or a journal. Right. Well, 
it, it was amazing how many people offered their old their uncle or their grandfather's journal to Ron to look at, and all the you know they had oh, that's cool. drawings and notes and all kinds of stuff. It was it was a real trip back in history, you know. Yeah. And uh, so you know there was a lot of battlefield uh, changes and improvements that happened to the inland carbine. Um, and we bought several of the early models and several of the old models and, and determined what had been changed to improve the, the sure. efficiency. So our, our guns are built more like the older models that were, you know, adapted in the battlefield and the changes made. So okay. they're, they're the ones that so run really well. So after the improvements well. were made, right. that's the one yep. that they uh, now, stuck Now, you with. know, just to go backwards a little bit, these are all new guns. 100 percent sure. brand new U.S. made parts, no surplus parts in the inland firearms. Okay, um, but Good they look like the old ones, and also the parts will, will also interchange. Um, there are match spots or can't. So parry. if you've got an old one, the new parts will fit yes, in the correct in the old. Yeah, if you ones. have a broken bolt or whatever, you know, uh, it's it's the same parts. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So is that uh, so? If somebody had one of the old ones and they sent it to you. Is that, is that still covered under the warranty? <laughs> <laughs> we don't go back that far. <laughs> no, but Ron would probably offer them a couple new guns for the for old, the old one. Maybe, yeah. He's just like, let me give you yeah. a couple of these and I'll keep this. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. We, we have a lot of uh, old veterans that call us and, and talk about their, their you know, experience with the, with the M1 carbines. And, right. Um, if, actually, if you go to the website, uh, inland-mfg.com, um, we've got some great Old War propaganda films on oh, there. Oh, cool. I'll One's about four minutes long, and it's a really cool film. I mean, at the end, you want to run up and down the street waving an American flag. You <laughs> oh, know, I'll it's, bet. It's a, it's a great And that, are they still in the original factory? Um, where, no, where actually, Inland the Inland was, as I said, part of GM. And right. once they converted back to automotive, the, you know, they okay. they stopped building any firearms parts out of that factory. Do you know so. if that factory is still functioning? Actually, they used one of the three original Wright Brother hangers. To build the firearms in, oh, that's and cool. um, uh, I think they actually just either took down or disassembled the last place. Oh, where really? They were. Yeah. Oh, man! Yeah. I, I think they're going to reassemble it somewhere for his historical historical purposes. purposes. Yeah, but, I think uh, I heard the Air Force Base in Dayton is where they were going to put yeah. it back up, but it was on Wright Brothers, right? It was right, Wright of, Patterson right. Air Force Base. Now, but, Ron is located. Uh, the new inland is located about three and a half miles from the original factory. Okay, so, so not it's too not far too away. far. Yeah. 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 Well, that would be a, uh, a great kind of a, a promotional thing for you guys if they did rebuild that place and, yep. and oh, yeah. put it yep. back up. Yeah. yeah, our logo is actually designed from the original shape of the building. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have really tried to keep those historical ties throughout our logo, throughout our branding and, and, and whole of the company, right. you know, to keep that connection there. Because like Charlie said, Ron is a historian to begin with, you know, yeah. and, a, and a firearms enthusiast. So that's kind of how he got into this. That's cool. Now, is that the only thing that Inland does, is the M1? Um, well, they do the several different configurations of the original M1. They offer a 1944 model without the bayonet lug, 1945 model with the bayonet lug. Um, the one without the bayonet lug is legal in some of the restricted states. Okay. <clears throat> and, um, and then there's a couple variants that Ron has done. Um, he's done a T30, which has a uh, two-and-a-half power original-style uh, sniper scope on it. Oh, the okay. T30 with the original style uh, comes clamp with the on scope? muzzle brake comes with the scope. Mm -hmm. Yep, Weaver style rings like the original. Um, so the you know the turn in rings like a Weaver style ring. Yeah, um, that's kind of the latest model that he brought out. And then he has a couple Scout models with you know where he could mount a Ford a red dot on it and that yeah. type of thing. And then also um, Inland never made 1911s, but we have a 1911 out. Oh really? Uh, and a 1911 A1 like the original gun. 
No fancy cool. trigger, no fancy sights, no fancy hammer. It's what you got when you signed the dotted line in the 1950s. You straight know? to business. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we also have a custom carry gun that has the uh, Novak sights and the Ergo grips on it. Okay. Flared Magwell, and you know it's and it's prettier. How, more how of a recent carry gun. is that? Um, both of those guns uh, w were rolled out about three years ago. About three years mm -hmm. ago, so still fairly new. Yep. Yep. Pretty yep. well. And, and also American-made product. It's all American. All made. American yep. made. Yep. Very yep, good. There is a plethora of non-American made 1911s out there. Sure. Ours is not one of them. Nice. Yep. I'll have to check it out. I'm not, uh, I wasn't familiar with, with the one inland the, 1911. Yeah, one of the, you, back to the 1911, we actually have a pre-70 series 1911 that, you know, a lot of people call and say, you know, they, they talk about the 80 series versus the 70 series in mm -hmm. the 1911, and some people have a, a large preference for the for the 70 series. Yeah. And we actually have just so introduced a, a 70 that. series 1911 out. Cool. And it's American-made. So. Yeah. Very nice. It's been a fun journey on the inland, inland side. It's, it's, do they have the uh, paratrooper version of the Yes, the they M1? sure do. They so you sure got a par do. paratrooper? Yeah. Actually, here at the show yesterday, we had a gentleman stop in. I'm looking over there to see. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we've got the Jeep Their booth is just right over here. Um, yesterday, we had a gentleman stop in that was in the first um, wave of the D-Day invasion. Oh, really? Yes, and he stopped in, and How he was cool. telling us stories about his inland M1, and um, I think he was in his 90s. Um, so uh, uh, it was, an, be, it, yeah. yeah, it was an interesting talk with him. I'm trying to remember his name right now, but I just can't remember it. Um, anyway, uh, George Kranowski from Gettysburg. George Kranowski, Kranowski yes. from Gettysburg. Yes. <laughs> yes, no less. There's a picture of him standing in front of the Inland Jeep oh, holding the awesome. Inland M1. He's got a big smile on his face. Yeah, he does. So um, bring back memories yeah, there. That's right. That's right. It was a cool experience. But, you know, for him. That's, now you were telling me that uh, there's a, a big historical uh, commemorative thing coming up for World War II, yes, right? Yes, there's a, uh, a reenactment of the D-Day invasion that's in Conneaut, Ohio, which is in northeastern Ohio, on, on Lake Erie. Okay. And um, they get several thousand people that are participants as you know soldiers in, yeah. the, in that invasion, okay. and that's a yearly event. And I believe it's in August. Oh, okay. Yep, I've never heard of year. that. Yeah, it's called the D-Day Invasion. Check it out. It's pretty cool. They yeah. they, they roll out the red carpet. Do you know when that is? I believe it's in August, but I'm not Some sure time. what date. Okay. Yeah. You know, you're going to see a lot more of World War II historic battle reenactments and stuff and movies coming up because it is the 75th anniversary of a lot of the battles. So okay. we're going to see that more and more. We've seen that interest, um, you know, grow because of that 75th anniversary. Because yeah, of Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Hollywood's good for something every now and again, <laughs> I guess. Right. Huh? That's right. Yeah, and the gamers. A lot of the gamers actually use the Oh, yeah, carving. right. Um, the Call of Duties yeah. and yep. those guys. What's the yep. other one that's out? I can't remember what it's called. I'm not much of a gamer. Battlefield. Field. Yeah, yeah, battlefield. It's amazing to see these young kids come up. Can I touch? And the they gun? know, yeah, they know what these guns are. Yeah, they never really held one, but they know how. No, yeah. They know the manual arms. They In know their how mind, they've yeah. held it though. Yeah. yeah, that's right. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one. One of the good things about you know coming to the NRA every year is meeting the people and hearing the stories and and really getting down to the the grassroots. You know. Yeah. Because being in the business, we deal a lot with the dealers and the manufacturers and the distributors, but we don't get to talk to the consumers a whole lot and, sure. and the NRA bridges that gap for us and it's it's always a wonderful experience absolutely a lot yeah. of work goes into and the it NRA is show. it is jumping today yes it is it's, it's day two of the NRA annual meeting here at the Eagle Imports booth and um, I mean it's already doubled I think from yesterday that I see and this is it's early we, they just opened the doors so 
I'm sure by this afternoon. Oh, it'll be crushed. The only safe place to be will be in the booth. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right. Sanctuary. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so I want, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to come over there and uh, get some selfies with you guys and, yep. yeah. and the product. That'd be wonderful. So we can post it to our social meds. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Very great. Very so, good, so your websites, real quick, for both High Point and uh, Inland and your social meds and all that where people can go and keep up with you guys and sure um well they can find high point uh, on facebook under high point firearms and then their website is highpointfirearms.com okay um and you can find out all of our information about all of our products there and then for inland it's inland-mfg.com okay and you can find out again all of our information about all of our products um it even has mention of our one of our new products for inland which is a suppressor Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's back? We're not done yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. suppressor, okay? Yeah, it's a uh, it's called the PM22, and it's uh, very innovative. The suppressor is a monocore polymer. 22 polymer. rimfire suppressor. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's so incredibly light. Um, and three point two ounces. <laughs> yeah, three point two ounces. It's a twenty two rimfire suppressor. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your inland's coming twenty two. Inland does not make any twenty twos, but we're certainly getting into the suppressor business. Okay. All yeah, right. it's the so, first of many, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm, I was I was picturing one of your M ones. Right. With <laughs> a can on it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. That had to be a thirty caliber can. But, sure. But we do offer some models that are threaded, so. That's certainly possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, it would make car- sense if you made your own. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you know, as we all know, most suppressors have baffles in them, right? Yes. That, that you know, are kind of difficult to take out and put back in right and all that type of thing. And uh, Ron has uh, been making suppressors uh, since he was in the military. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. And the PM, the PM22 is a, uh, has a polymer monocore. It's all one piece, and it's polymer, and it's a replaceable baffle system. And it's okay. all one piece. Uh, so the, it's meant to wear out and be replaced. Yeah, we've got one with over 10,022 rimfire rounds to it, and there's no change in the decibel level yet. Okay. So it, it is very long term, but it is replaceable if you have sure. a baffle strike. Sure. Um, you know, or something like that, or the dog gets a hold of it, you know. <laughs> right, or um, drop it in yeah. the wrong cleaning solution. Yeah, replace yeah. a baffle for twenty nine ninety five. Okay. And, and the, it has a retail price of one eighty nine. One eighty nine. Yes. Even better. That's right. So is that available or that's coming? That, that is available. That is available now. Okay. And, um, you know, we are preparing for the HPA to go forward and go through. And when that does. Cross your fingers. Yeah, buddy. Cross your fingers. Uh, we will be. But the, again, as we're encouraging uh, everyone, go ahead and go ahead, go ahead and put your order in now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Pay the tax stamp now. Right. There, if it passes, there's something written in there that uh, they're going to refund that tax uh, stamp back to the consumer. Yep. Don't quote me on that. You know, yeah. Do your do your research, leadheads. Yeah, I'm not an attorney, so. <laughs> and suppressors uh, are ultra fun. But if, you're gonna you're gonna wish that you had gone ahead and gotten line because once it passes, it's gonna be too late. Yep. Yeah, you're not yeah, gonna be able to. It'll be hard to get one for a while for sure. Right. Yep. 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 No doubt. Well, cool. oh, you save that little. Little Saved golden for nugget for last. Yeah, <laughs> look at you go. Yeah, one other thing that we have as well as the suppressor is called DB foam. Um, and this DB is, foam. Yeah, DB foam, and it's a suppressor foam. Okay, I know doesn't make sense, okay. but it's brand new. Uh, Ron's been working for about three years to come up with this. Um, it is a proprietary foam to to Inland, and uh-huh. what it does is it you can put it in any can. 
So you can put it in any suppressor. It will work. It doesn't um, interfere with accuracy, anything like that. Uh -huh. It will reduce the decibels by three to five in okay. any can. And it really it's gets like rid putting of water in one. Well, and it also eliminates that first round, couple round crack until all the oxygen's out of the suppressor. Yeah. And um, it, as Kara was saying, it has some unique properties. It's water soluble, but it has uh, rust inhibitors, and it'll keep your can from galding onto the the, the um, threads. Okay. Which happens quite often. Huh. Yeah, and it can actually you can even store the foam in the can and it will hold its properties. So it won't leak out, like you said, like water. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't put water and store a can with like that. So, right, yeah. So it's it's storable and it's it use, you can use it for about 30 shots, you know, or more, but obviously the more you use it, the sure. less it's gonna hold that, that property. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You have to come check that out too. It's pretty yes. cool. It's very innovative, it's yeah. very innovative. Yeah. So. Is, and that is that out? Is that available? Yeah, it yep. is. You can buy that in a four ounce can or a sixteen ounce can. DB foam. DB yep. foam. DB foam. DB decibel. <laughs> decibel. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to what the acronym. Decibel something, but uh -huh. yeah. Okay, just DB for decibel. Yep. DB foam. Very good. Yeah. And and is this available on your website? They can go get this, or do you have uh, retailers? It, it is now available on our website, and we do have distributors that have it in stock, and it's filtering down to the to the retailers right now. Okay. Uh, There's several online. What's the price on that? The four ounce can is nineteen ninety five, and the sixteen ounce can is twenty nine ninety five. And one of those will last you for a little bit. Oh, a long oh. time. Yeah, it's yeah. like a one second burst yeah. to fill up our can. Yeah, yep. just like that. Okay. Yep. Your yeah. your twenty two. Yeah. yeah, but it can go in any can. Yep. It can go in for any can. For one eighty nine, is what you said? Yep. Is and that, that MSRP? Yes, it yeah. is. Okay. And that's that's a package. That's a, it. Comes in a hard case with a can of four a four ounce foam and okay. the suppressor for one eighty nine. That's a great deal. It's a really yeah. nice package. That is awesome. Yep. Yeah. That is really cool. So, how, what's the length on that? Um, it's about five and a half to six inches long. Okay. Yeah. So not bad. And, at and all. it's about a one inch tube, so it it, it conforms to the twenty two barrels nicely. You know, it's not uh, it's not too ugly when you when you screw it on. You know? <laughs> so, can you shoot a magnum through that? Absolutely. Yeah. It'll it'll handle all twenty twos and seventeens and that type of thing. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Very nice. Uh, yep. Well, guys, thank you so much Very for being morning. on. Thank you. Appreciate the time, Charlie, Kara. Thank you very Did much. Did I get it right? Yeah. yeah, you got it right. I didn't even have to look. I know, good job. <laughs> but I had to go down and check myself. So. Uh, guys, make sure you check them out. Inland-MFG.com. Yes. And then, of course, High Point. Highpointfirearms.com. Highpointfirearms.com. Yep. yep. All right. I'm going to go over here and get some hands-on. Awesome. <laughs> guys, we'll be Thank back you. with more interviews. Perfect. All right. Mic check. Mic check one. Mic check two. Mic check two. Are we good? Mic check three. Yep. You got to get you got a little closer to it. How about this? You hear yourself? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Now you're doing good. You didn't give us a little pop screen. You see that? I'll do who I'm going to pop, 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 pop. You That's got what pop you got. Screen. That's what this is for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I don't know I don't all this stuff. One. I'm trying to act like I know what I'm talking about. I didn't have a condom to go over this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of turning <laughs> me on. Is that bad? Is that wrong? <laughs> it's kind of weird sitting here for however, half hour, however long it is, with a phallic symbol stuffed right, right. in my mouth. A big black one, too, with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty happy. <laughs> All right, Leadheads. Welcome back to the Talking Lead Show. This is our coverage of the 2017 National Rifle Association Annual Meeting. Yes. Or NRA Annual Meeting. Or NRAM. NRAM. Yeah. NRAM. 
Is that or Bubba Fest? Bubba Fest, <laughs> as the leftist media would have it. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of whistling gophers over here. <laughs> you know what that is? How much that gopher? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that before. That's a good. Me either. I like it. May yeah. steal that one. So we are graciously being hosted here at day three at the High Threat Concealment booth. So big shout out to those guys. Make sure you go visit their social meds and everywhere. It's just under High Threat Concealment and uh, you'll find it. So the voice you hear to my left as you're listening to us driving down the road, it's our buddy Tim from the Military Arms Channel. Welcome back, buddy. How you doing, Marty? Doing great. Good to see you again. Yeah, you, we don't have to shake hands. I know, because I'm always i used to be in front of the camera. <laughs> 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 if you want to do some social live, you can do that too, whatever you want to do. There's uh, been people that have been doing it. So. <laughs> and then we've got a first-timer, a virgin, to the show. Be gentle. Daryl Morrow? Yes, sir. Did I say that right? Yep. Is it Morrow or Moreau? Well, if you're a solicitor, it's Darrell Moreau. But if you're a Darrell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darrell, Vice President of Vertex. Yes, sir. Thank and, you uh, guys and, for having us on HTC for, uh, for hosting it. Yeah, absolutely. And our listeners are no strangers to Vertex. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about Vertex the uh, last few months. We attended a training course, uh, CAA Tactical Hartman Optics down in Florida, and uh, it's called Training the IDF Way. And we learned how to do a little uh, IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, tactics and maneuvers. It's pretty cool. Down at Altair in Florida. Have you heard of that place? No, Tim? but I'm familiar with the uh, Israeli methods. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah, you are very familiar with that. Uh, have you ever met Mikey Hartman? Yes, absolutely. You know great Mikey. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Great, great guy. Yeah, you were at the, the Big Three when he was down there. Yeah, I've, I've met him many times. Many times, yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. He Love is. Mikey to death. He's my boy, Blue. <laughs> so how's the show been for you guys so far, Tim? You've Pretty, probably been walking around quite a bit, huh? I haven't, man. It seems like I, I did a couple of booth appearances, and then you try to walk around, but the hard part is, is you kind of get inundated with uh, right. fans stopping you with and people. wanting to chat. And I can't resist the opportunity, so we, we, we get engaged in half-hour conversations. I take right. another 10 steps to get engaged in a half-hour conversation. You've you know seen a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people here. So Friday was pretty easy going, right? A lot of people at work. It's about yeah. half the population. And then uh, you get to Saturday, and holy cow, man. Ooh, they came out house. of the woodworks. Yeah, right. yep. it's full house. And today I'm expecting probably about the same, or if not, you know, maybe a few or a little less. Yeah, we get a little late start, right, 10, 10 a.m. Yeah, and, Sunday, uh, you know, a little Sunday late start. Yeah, we're Early in the Bible close. Belt. People are going to be at church. They'll probably get here around noon. Yeah, you, noon to two is going to be pretty jammed up, and then after that, it usually lulls down. You got your bargain hunters today. Like yeah. you said, the gophers, the gopher whistle. <laughs> Whistling gophers. I love that. <laughs> What's that gopher? <laughs> <laughs> Will you take half? <laughs> so, Daryl. Sir. Vertex. Give us a little history of your company, a little background. All right, so we are part of a... A brand, uh, company called Fetchheimer Brothers. Don't ask me to spell that, but uh, it's actually our 175th year uh, in business. So we're the largest and oldest uniform manufacturer in the U.S. We actually made uh, uniforms for the North and the South during Civil War. Really? Under the Fetchheimer brand, and then so we have a, we have another brand called Flying Cross, which we make the Marine Corps dress blues, Naval dress blues, uh, about a third of all public safety uniforms, and then. Vertex started through a collaborative effort between us, uh, an elite federal agency, and an elite design team. And so, so uh, whatever you're more comfortable. Yeah, doing. that's better. I'm leaning. I'm hunched over, and I'm I'm fat. And I'm my abs cramped up yesterday because I was like leaned over the whole day, kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. 
So then, I was like, uh, screw that, I'm picking this up. Started out with um, one pair of pants back in 2009. That's what launched the Vertex brand. And then from there, we've uh, added, you know, shirts, jackets. But then a big addition um, has been the low profile stuff that we've done as far as our bags. So we make right. by far, I think, um, the, the widest line and uh, most effective low profile carry bags on the market. The, the bag that I was describing to you that we got at the, uh, the IDF thing, do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, it's. I think it was probably one of the. Was it like a single strap messenger bag? It wasn't a messenger bag. It was. It had zippers and it wasn't a flap open like that. It was kind of this size. About the size of a uh, SLR camera bag. Yeah. Yeah, that's the satchel. The satchel. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is awesome. Yeah. It's got. I don't know how many different compartments in that thing for the size of it. I use it as my my gym bag when I go to the gym because I can get my workout clothes, my shoes, my straps. And I get my BCAAs in there too. Yeah. And then there's other pockets where I can put my wallet, my keys. Yeah. The whole everything else. The whole thing about our. And bags. then there's a place for your gun. Exactly. <laughs> um, whenever we looked at the bag market and where to, where to expand, because we hadn't been making anything other than apparel, there was white space in you know carry bags because inherently there was a few errors or flaws in currently what was out in the market. Number one is it looked like a carry bag had Molly on it, it was desert tan or yeah. olive green. Or number two, um, it was the afterthought to get to your gun. It's like, yeah, you can put a gun in there, kind of, wink, wink. But So we built it around, number one, being to have a rapid access to your firearm. Mm-hmm. And then number two, uh, not to look like a, a traditional carry fit bag. Fit in the urban, everyday. Yeah. If you put our bags in a luggage store, they'd fit right in. Yeah. But they're, they're built 100% for deploying a firearm. Yeah. And that color, is a gray. I don't know what color you call your gray, but. Yeah. Great. It's nice. It goes with everything. It matches all my attire. All my attire. It's kind of like that, but a little lighter. Yeah, it's a smoke gray. Yeah. Um, so just disruptive wolf smoke gray. There, I think yeah. we covered them all. It's right? actually the cover <laughs> color of his hat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my new NRA well, life member hat. Oh, I like that, man. That's beautiful. Beautimus. Oh, we got another chair. All right. But then, uh, so yeah, so we we started that, launched five bags, and then from there expanded the line, gotten into stuff like garment bags, so you can deploy uh, deploy SBR. Um, so, I mean, if you think about training times, I'm a cop. I was a reserve officer in Louisiana for four years, never did anything cool. But uh, <laughs> going through firearms training, they wanted us to draw and fire an aim shot in two seconds or less from the holster in uniform. And with our bags, uh, our uh, pistol bags, you can do that all day long. I mean, I've, I've, I can consistently do it, and I've, you know, I don't want, don't mean to tell you guys this, but I'm a ninja. If you have you're a ninja, I'm a ninja. So that explains, explains those little boots you have on with the one toe. Yeah, it's isolate, yeah, right. The ninja boots. No, but uh, I consistently under 1.5 second draw and fire. Can you eight. do the ninja cock? Hey, you know what the ninja cock is? No, no I'm, I'm, scared, I'm scared to ask. Were they rack the Glock by? Oh yeah, oh, I've seen that. No. That's the ninja cock. That's that's not my. Uh, I need to start practicing, but no, not yet. <laughs> I saw that on YouTube, and I went and tried it, and I put myself in the emergency room. Did you really? No. <laughs> Just like threw my elbow out of socket trying to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, if if it was going up and down that way, maybe. I mean, maybe I, that way. I've got better practice in doing that. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what uh that's what happened, and then we've been uh, adopted through several. You know, so keep- since the Civil War, you guys have been. Yeah. So, which side did you guys prefer, north or south? Uh, well, we're I'm from Louisiana. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> um, no. They probably uh, made okay, both we'll sides from that they? one. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're right. So we're in Cincinnati. We're right on the Mason-Dixon. So they would come over from Kentucky and come down. So. So you made blue and gray. Yeah. 
Yeah, did them both. Yeah, so uh, so I don't think we had a preference back then. Um, and uh, it's just been a kind of wild ride. So when, whenever I took over, it was very much a, a niche product that nobody knew about. Um, and so we got, you know, we, we were in with some, you know, cool guys, FBI, stuff like that, all the alphabet soups. But then now we've been able to go a lot more mainstream. And what we're doing now, we spent the last... 18 months meeting with end users across the U.S. from different you know walks of life, and we've developed several new products that we've just launched here at the show. Two new pants, um, one pant that's going to be a stretch tactical pant that's going to have you know as many pockets as you want. I lost my phone in them three times yesterday, <laughs> and then uh, and then a more low profile everyday pant, but it's built for um, carrying guns, ammo, magazines. Because what's happened is is the the gray man or, or the low profile look is what's you know becoming more and more popular because people don't want to look like tactical don't stand out yeah, yeah. Um, and you get all these sofa seals and you know guys that want to look cool but they're not and hey 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 that's not i mean you're just driving us home too much that's me <laughs> <laughs> you're describing tim to a t Jeez, Come on, man. Yeah. i even have my knee pads on right now come on <laughs> Well, you heard his feeling. I'm sorry. Do you really? Not really. No, man, you do not. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, the community has gravitated towards much more outdoor brands, Patagonia, Cool, North Face. But those companies are never gonna build a pant, you know, for what? Did you say cool? It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. K U H L, cool. But uh, yeah. So that's an outdoor company. They make a great product, but you know, they're not concerned about guns and knives and stuff like that because it just doesn't fit their DNA yeah. and so that's where we're going as far as a brand is, is you know vert comes from covert um, from the vertex and then X was a nod to our design team it's is a, a what was a nod to our design team Tex yeah the X so vert, oh the X okay yeah vertex gotcha so that's the that's the main channel we're going is the lower profile stuff and then on the other end we covert do, design yeah but then we do the full battle rattle door kicker stuff. So we make uh, combat uniforms um, for a federal agency for their specialized unit. And mm -hmm. so been successful in, in playing in both sandboxes. Cool. Very good. So uh, you said you the new products that you got right now, do you guys have anything outside the bags and the shirts and the pants? Are you doing shoes or anything like that? No. And... and we hats no yeah we do hats you hats but i mean so we're we're owned by berkshire um we've been owned by berkshire since uh 86. so we have the the Who's berkshire berkshire hathaway oh okay so we have the um, berkshire yeah berkshire we have the luxury of being able to um if we want to do something have immediate funding but we don't want to just be a me too brand like some companies come in and they're like okay we're gonna we're gonna come out with boots and knives and hats and you know t-shirts and Q-tips mm. and you know toilet plungers and all this other stuff. Yeah, and you just you're a mile wide, but you know an inch deep. And we don't. So when we do something, we want to really focus in on what our customer base wants and needs and create something new. We're always looking for white space. We don't want to you know be a me too company at all. Yeah. So we we've got some other stuff coming out. Um, that's going to be really great for the concealed carry market uh, at the beginning of next year. Um, so details. Uh, so don't leave us hanging like that, no, man. Come um, on, <laughs> give us a hint or something. We're working here. on several shirt designs that are going to um, inside carry kind of with yeah, the shirt appendix carry uh, inside the waistband, uh, all that good stuff that's going to allow the end user to wear a shirt that's very comfortable, but also have some protection um, from you know everybody stippling their guns and the guns that are coming out now have a much more aggressive. 
uh, you know, grips and stuff like that. Stipple? Yeah. And uh, if you're carrying inside the waistband, it, it, it can rub you raw. And if you're a fat guy like me, you, you're, you start pressing up against that. And it's, it's just not the, the funnest thing to wear. So got some designs that are going to help uh, alleviate that and, and, but still, you know, cover your gun. Cool. And yeah. then uh, also working, um, starting to work more on women's stuff. Uh, that's been one area where we're... Uh, you do children's clothing? Uh, well, we do have sponsored shooters. The, the tactical shooter. kid? Yeah. Well, we, we sponsor nubs. I don't know if y'all have... Uh, nubs. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Kale, the no-handed shooter. I don't yeah, know if yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's kid-sized, so we have to special Adam, make his up, stuff. He, uh, he's a trip. Hey, baby. Adam Peeney in the house, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, What's been going on? Sit down, mic up with us. Oh, you're He's too important. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's okay. Mr. Adam Peaton now. Okay. Oh, look out. <laughs> We're getting inundated. Oh, God, the Kraken himself. Jim Irwin, the Kraken. What's up, buddy? Sit down, join us. Is it bad that I enjoy that? <laughs> Sit down, join us. Join in. I don't bomb Daryl. Oh, it's all good. Hell yeah. We can go way back. So, uh, Hunter Kale, we were talking. No, so Hunter, yeah, Hunter, Hunter's like 5'4", 125 pounds soaking wet, so right. we have to special yeah, make right. his stuff. But, uh, but no, no kids' clothes. Uh, we are doing some more female stuff, and then uh, we're, uh, we're expanding our product line quite a bit, and we've, we've definitely come a long way since I've uh, started since with Since the Brand. Civil War, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been around since the Civil War. Did you know that? Yeah, that wool. You know, it's it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> wool, wool's kind of popular, isn't it? <laughs> so, Tim. Yes. What's new and exciting with the Military Arms Channel? What you guys got uh, in store for us? Uh, you know, it's the same old, same old, man. We're just always playing around, trying to find new stuff to take out to the range and break. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's springtime now, so we're back to our gauntlet tests. Okay. And pretty much all major gun manufacturers in, are in cringe mode right now, hunkering down, <laughs> waiting to see how their handgun performs. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's So who you, of, got, who you got in the pipeline to test? You know what? I think Monday I'm going to release the Beretta M9A1 video, and I'm going to release it on Monday because I'll be out of the, the show by then. Okay. Because I don't want Beretta coming after me and trying to kill me. So <laughs> It went uh, that well, huh? Yeah. You, you know it what? Was it was that okay. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give away the, the whole story, but it, it, it did average, I'll say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then what do you got after that? You know what? I have a whole list of stuff. What are you excited? What's got you excited to test coming up? Well, I think the P10C is what everybody's asking the most about. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that. We're going to do the uh, the CZ handguns, CZ 75s, uh, PO9, PO7. We probably will throw a 1911 in the mix, the only non-9-millimeter. Yeah. There's a lot of questions about that handgun in particular. So okay. I'm actually kind of curious myself. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, it's fun. It's a reason for me to go out and... Play with the mosquitoes and get covered in mud. What's a, what's a typical test that y'all run? How many rounds? Uh, so we'll put 10 rounds in the magazine. We'll run. Um, we'll start off with just a dunk in water. Then we'll go to sand, clean it off, go to dirt, clean it off, then go to mud. Gotcha. And basically all gauntlet. we're doing is we call it the gauntlet yeah. afterwards, right? So the first one we call it the elementals test. And we load the weapon up, put a round in the chamber, full magazine inserted, so it's not like the slides back. Nothing can really get into the gun other than what seeps in through the sides, any openings. And we simply lay the handguns left and right side in each one of the elements. So 
lay it on the, lay it in the sand, lay it on its left side, lay it on its on right side, and pull up and fire it. When we came up with the test, we fully expected every single handgun to pass at least that much. Right. You'd be surprised how many handguns struggle with that. Wow. So mud, I expect, but um, just it, it's basically trying to simulate what happens if you drop your handgun in the sand. What happens if you drop your handgun in the in the dirt? You know, we're not stomping it into the ground. We're not doing anything crazy. We're just simply laying it on both sides in the, in the elements and then trying to fire it. Do you do yeah. like temperature tests, like cold, hot, kind of? No, we, kind of stuff? we stopped in the fall. You know, I live up in northwest Indiana, and it gets pretty darn cold up there. We stopped in the winter yeah. because we didn't want people saying, oh, well, this handgun did good because it was warm out, and this one did bad, or vice versa, because it was cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we try to keep it somewhat fair, and we keep everything in, like, little Tupperware bins so it's the exact same elements every single time. And, uh, yeah, you know, the fans get a big kick out of it. They really yeah. love it. We're, yeah. we're trying to roll that out people maybe like for People like seeing things year. get destroyed for some reason or you know, <laughs> broke <laughs> on that on that front it's like nascar you know i want to see a wreck yeah they, they're, they're just sitting there waiting to see a wreck they don't care right. who wins exactly see who, yeah. whose car this gets was, destroyed you see your gun fall apart it's funny too is uh, i did spend a couple of years up in alaska <clears throat> i spent a couple of years up in alaska you know, running and gunning a little bit up there and i found that Guns don't really like to perform when it's super cold out, but neither do the people running them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard so for the operator 30, 30 to even. Below zero, trying to like get get hot on a pistol. Like, right. Make sure you're you're not using lube or using some sort of graphite because that'll. I don't care how good your gun is, if shit freezes. Like, right. You're the yeah. best thing on earth. It's not gonna run, and your hands aren't working anyway. So. So what do you got coming up, buddy? Oh. Jim Irwin, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the Packers. Uh, quite, quite a bit. I've been doing a lot with uh, my veterans organization, Veteran Sportsman Alliance, uh, taking out wounded veterans on hunts and fishing trips and just getting them out you know, into, into the outdoors right and, on. and living again. I uh, started doing a lot more firearms training. I'm actually heading out into Tennessee to do some stuff for a couple of days uh, mid-next month. You going to come see me? Yeah. Where are yeah. you at? I'll come see you. I'm going to be down in uh, Nashville. So okay, yeah, you're, I'm right there. I'll be taking out some, uh, some country music people and uh, okay. a, a band out shooting. Can you say who? Uh, probably not. Okay. Actually, no. Tell me off air. Yeah, I'll tell you off <laughs> uh, So I've been doing that, slowing down on my uh, my protection stuff. And like I said, doing a lot more hunting, a lot more uh, firearms training, and uh, trying to stay home a little bit more than I have in the last 20 years. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so I uh, started up a website, uh, krakenultimus.com, so you can like check out like putting up my, my imagery and stuff for my, uh, my brand sponsorships and okay. then some of my training. Patches, hats, you know, some of the swag, stuff, some swag here and there. Hell you, yeah. So you can get you can get on Team Kraken if you want. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, man, just trying to. I'm on Team rep- Kraken. Represent my brands and uh, continue doing things I enjoy doing. And like I said, a lot more hunting, a lot more teaching, and uh, a lot you, less you got any uh, awesome hunts coming up that you can talk about? I'm, I've just put down a down payment on one for South Africa for next year. Oh, so that, that was be six go. six animals. Uh, depends on how much money I can save. By then, to see which animals I'm actually going to hunt. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. expensive, real quick. Not so, cheap. All depending uh, on the, yeah. the the capital that you get between yeah, now and then. Yeah, so we'll do that, and then we'll we'll I'm bringing my videographer along too, so we'll film it. Uh, the first week I'm there will be for my brand, the Kraken brand, and then the second week uh, I'm a personality on a hunting show that you probably know of, a uh, called Prime Revolution. Plug it, plug yeah. it, man. So I'm Prime Revolution on the Sportsman's Channel. Awesome. Uh, so we're actually going to film the second week. We'll be filming for the show on that hunt too and i just had one air last tuesday on a coyote hunt we've been we were doing so nice good time have you been have you done any uh thermal nighttime hunting i have not i don't know if you know this but i'm afraid of the dark 
Well, that's uh, why so you use no. thermal. <laughs> have you, so okay. you operate in the so dark. So being with Leopold, have you used their uh, their little LTO tracker? The LTO, I have. Yeah. Uh, messed with that a little bit uh, a couple months ago, right after Shot Show. Actually, I messed with it a little bit. Still waiting to get my own. So I've been playing with a different. Uh, you don't have loaner. one. I have one. That's that's because now he's just rubbing it in. They don't got status. I'm not. I beg. You beg. You ain't afraid to ask. You ain't afraid. I'm scared. You don't get in unless you ask for it, right? right, right. <laughs> it's free for me, baby. Right, right. No, but so uh, I just got back on uh, from a, a hunt in Texas. It was in the Waco, Austin area. A uh, good buddy of mine, uh, Nick Atkinson, uh, he's on the Cobalt Kinetics three-gun team also. Yeah, I'm good friends with Nick, too. Yeah, started a new channel called Beastmaster Hunting. Yeah, he's yeah. at war with some squirrels right now. Oh, he's killing the hell out of some squirrels. But uh, we went and did a nighttime hunt where we were hunting hogs and coyotes and bobcats. And yeah, I'd like to do that. Just suppressors and, and thermal, man. It's the way to go. Where isn't real condu- up in the Sierra Nevada mountains. There's not a whole lot of that stuff going on. Like, if I can get down in Texas, yeah. some of those boys, I think Well, they, you can't they, like, do that everywhere, you know. Yeah, they own it depends it on there. where you're at. I'll yeah. tell you what, Texas is the place to hunt. It is. They have everything. It's and like open season year-round on hogs out there. And there's this yeah. horse-sized animal called a nilgai. Coyotes. If you haven't yeah. shot one, shoot it and eat it. Is the most delicious it? varmint. It's called a nil guy. It's about as big as a horse. It's an Indian antelope. Yeah. And it's got little black devil horns on it. They run everywhere around there. Really? It takes a 300 wind mag to take one down because they're huge. Their natural predators are lions. Their yeah. necks are ginormous. got to check that out. I hear the Walmart parking lots are really good down there. Probably. Yeah, they the are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all kinds of critters down there, right? Yeah, we actually gave away a, hog, a helicopter hog hunt experience uh, for SHOT Show, and I just went the week before last. So we, uh, we picked... Winner, he got to bring a buddy, and then his buddy's brother paid to come down. So um, his buddy was Daryl. No, <laughs> right? No. Anyway, but uh, there's a I'm friends with a guy named Barrett uh, Bloom, and he runs Last Shadow, which is a helicopter hog hunting company, and it's awesome. It's an awesome event. That's we, the guy in uh, Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were gonna go on a, a helicopter hunt with him too. Yeah, he's friends. The with weather, the yeah, he's weather friends. got shitty, so we couldn't go. He's friends with Nick, but I, I, I've gone, and you want to talk? I mean, that's the most fun I've ever had with my clothes on. Yeah, by far. I will say that if you do a hog hunt, though, helicopter hog hunt, it will ruin any other hog hunt you do. Right. Uh, but one time I got to go down in Texas, it was like, hey, you see him, you shoot him. Like, yeah. So my, I, it gave me a false expectation for my next hunt. Right. right? I go <laughs> into just California to take a veteran hunting, and like we see this like herd coming through. Like this is pack of hogs, and I'm like, so can we just like smoke check all these things? They're like, sure. How much money you got? Like they charge per hog. I was like, are oh, you serious? Oh, ridiculous. That, that is, is ridiculous. <laughs> but you know that's their like it's an outfitter service. They know and they're doing that. It's, yeah. It's, and you got to buy a tag per hog in California. So I was just like, of course you're well, in California. That, takes yeah. that says it all. California. <laughs> yeah, I'm illegal as soon as I cross that border every time. Yeah. You just need to do them in in uh, Texas. Amen. Well, guys, I got to get running. I got another event. To hey, it's good to see you, so brother. Thanks for stopping by. That's all right, the, see you, buddy. That's my worst fear is when I go shake somebody's hand and I mess and get in a little. Dainty. And they get your three cool. fingers. Yeah, and like, hey, he's got to finish it out with a limp wrist, right? He's like, yeah, there you go. Just you might you might greet him with a big smile. Then once you do that. I mean, you're just like, <sighs> or you're like it hey, ruins hey, it. Hey, big <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, that helicopter stuff, I don't know if you've ever done it yet. I haven't. It's, that was going to be my first. That's why I was so excited about it, man. Yeah, Barrett Bloom, he runs Last Shadow. Check him out. And he's friends with Nick, Nick, and they put you on the hogs. Well, that's the thing. To, uh, Nick has ruined me because that was my first hog hunt, too. Yeah. He was doing it with Nick, and he's using thermal and suppressors. And, you know, those those farms out there, the land out there, they're just everywhere. Well, one yeah. pig, one you one, don't have. There's no effort into. You just walk around a hill yeah. and boom, there they are. Well, one sow can generate up to a hundred offspring in one year. By yeah. the time they're having their third yeah. litter, their first litter is having 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Louisiana actually did a study where they, I mean, pig hunting's like real big right now, real popular. A lot of people doing it, but despite the fact of how fast people are killing the darn things, still their population can't. is still growing. Yeah. So we can't, we can't kill can't them fast them. enough. Because they, they get where you can't ever find them because they get in that rough stuff that you can't even get to, and that's where they go back yeah. there and they start breeding. and. That's when you fly over them with a helicopter. With the helicopters, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was on a hog hunt here in, in Georgia one time, and those old boys use catch them bay dogs. Oh, yeah. And they knife them. And they catch those suckers, go flush them right out of their cover, and they bring yeah. them out in the open, and you run up there and those dogs them spin them down, and you. Yeah. Yeah. And those dogs are tough, man, because those pigs are mean. And those they got pigs the will kill you. Yeah, we watch we watch this guy. We were with uh, Squeal Team Six. Squeal Team, <laughs> great group of guys. And uh, it was down with Hero Hunt. And again, Hero Hunt does you know a lot of hunts with veterans, but it's not just military veterans. But they also do a lot of work with uh, first responders, law enforcement, you know, fire anybody that gets hurt in the line of a duty, any type. Right. Uh, and they work with them. I was down with those guys, and uh, it was fun, man. They would go out and they those pigs would get in water and swim, try to get away from you. Oh man, and, and they're fast. Yeah, and those mean. They'll come around on you. Yeah, they will. We were at, I was down hunting with uh, Lone Star Boars once, too, in Texas, and, and we were walking down the trail. We saw a whole bunch of them on thermal up the road from us, and we're getting ready to go come around on them, and we heard rustling in the brush, took a turn around and look with the thermal, and there's a, a boar coming after us. Coming after you? And just <laughs> let him up. My buddy, shot, my, my buddy shot one with a bow, and it chased him up a tree. <laughs> Are you serious? With, the, with an arrow in him? Yeah. So they, I swear, I hit one. I was using a three oh eight. I hit one of them on the run three times. It sounds like you're hitting a, a basketball, you know. Yeah, you can hear it, especially thud. when it's suppressed. Yeah, thud. You know, it's like just thud. And he kept, he didn't miss a beat. Kept, I mean, he probably died, you know, somewhere. But he just went out of sight. And we never found him. Yeah. But that was the way it was. We were hitting them multiple times. If you didn't hit them in the head, you know, you had to hit them, you know, two They're or three tough. times. Yeah. Thick skin, big, big, thick bones up front, shoulder blades. They taste good though. Yeah, the, the little ones do. Yeah. The big ones taste like. Don't eat the don't eat the males. Don't yeah. eat the males. Don't even cook it in your house because you'll stink you out. Yeah, those oh are yeah. Rotten. Young females get the piglets, man. Yeah. That's why I brought home in a Yeti cooler. Oh, it was so gross because one of them was pregnant. Oops. It, it got a gut shot. <laughs> yeah. Veal. <laughs> and there were like four or five of them. Yeah, it was just right there. It, it was pretty. Gross. I'll tell you right now because I, I actually hunted pigs with a two forty Bravo machine gun at night, with, uh, <laughs> and and so Peta threatened to sue me. Why? And so now you're you just talked about shooting a babies, uh, pigs kill, in the belly. Babies? Yeah, I think Peter's probably going to contact you and tell you they're going to sue you too. Okay, just well. don't go for it. Stop calling me. Leave me alone. Right. I'll we'll see you in court. Up. Leave me alone. Do they send you letters? No, they no. quit. When, it, when they realized they weren't scaring me, they just quit. Right. They're just a terrorist organization. They just try they to scare are, everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Bullies. Yeah. Have you seen that video Big lately? Bully. Of the guy, uh, he jumps into, he goes to the zoo and he jumps into the tiger cage and the tigers eat him. No. Yeah, I committed suicide or some crazy stuff. Is that what it was? I well, think so. I watched well, anyway, it. Anyway, so I was trying to find it last night to show a buddy, and, and it was on PETA's website. I was like, what the hell? And I go on there, and it's all pixelated out. I was like, well, of course it is. That's like their wet dream as an animal eating somebody. But they, you think <laughs> they know. wouldn't want to pixel that out because that's what they were exactly. like. Exactly. Animal strike back. Yeah. I love their bad. arguments. I love their arguments. It's like, well, humans are the only animals to drink the milk of another animal. It's like, well, humans are the only animals to fly damn airplanes, too. What's your point? Right. <laughs> it's like, I haven't seen a pig built only sky Only wear clothes. Uh, <laughs> what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> they act like we're aliens, like we just got deposited here like two weeks ago. Right? Everything we do screws up the environment. It's like, no, we're actually part of the ecosystem. You know, when we drive cars, build buildings, it's kind of what we do. Kinda, we belong yeah, here, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Right. Put them on an island with a spear and have a couple of pigs running around. Day three, they're going to be going full, you know, kill pigs. That's right. You make eat them hungry meat. enough. <laughs> you put them in a room with a rifle and a pig. Don't feed right. them for three days. They'll eat the pig. <laughs> 
So tell everybody how they can get in touch with Vertex. They can go to our derail. Derail. You can call Derail, uh, and he'll get you squared away. I got his number uh, here. I'm gonna give it to everybody. I'm just <laughs> yeah, kidding. please do that. Um, <laughs> Vertex.com. V-E-R-T-X.com. They can uh, check us out on our website, and then uh, get Facebook, Instagram, all the social media. Um, one of the things that was pretty cool about this show is we had DB uh, from. He was one of the guys from the Battle of Benghazi. He's the one that he was in the movie Boom. Um, Boom. Boom. And he uh, he's the one that hasn't really been talked about. You know, this it's been the, you know, Tig, uh, Tonto. Right. And, um, what's the other guy's name? Anyway, this was his first appearance, uh, first public appearance because he was still working. And so we had him in the booth, and it was pretty funny. This guy walks up, and, you know, he was signing, uh, you know, tactical glamour shots, and we had a copy of the book and the movie. This dude walks up, and he's like, man, that's a great movie. And I was like, yeah, he was there. He goes, He's like, oh, I don't recognize you from the movie. I mean, what, what character you had? I was like, I thought no. he was one of the actors. I was like, no, he was, he was there. Like, they're there. They made the movie about this guy. Yeah. Guy still didn't get it. He was like, man, do you know uh, Chris Pronto Tonto's rocking around here? I mean, he's asking. Me. I was like, you're such an idiot. The guy's just shaking his head. Chris is a good dude. He's probably been the most, you know, the the, the, the most common face you see around that whole story. Yeah. yeah. Chris is at all the events. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but. DB's pretty funny. He goes, yeah, in the movie, I was, you know, boom, the tall white guy, but I'm actually the short brown guy. <laughs> so he's good. They dude. glamoured him up for the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, did he get to pick who played him? Did they let him do that? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. But, yeah, check us out on the web, Vertex.com, and, you know, in retailers across the U.S. Very good. And Military Arms Channel. I mean, yeah, everybody knows much. where to find Tim, right? Yeah, that's that's the domain, militaryarmschannel.com. What are you guys up to now as far as your subscribership? And, and have you noticed, has YouTube been choking you down? You're not on yeah. YouTube anymore. You've got your own uh, channel. Talk about your, your channel. Yeah, so well, on YouTube, we still do the YouTube thing. 550,000 or so subscribers. Doing about 3 million views a month. But uh, we did Full 30 because full 30, of... Yeah. Uh, Full30.com is is where we've taken pretty much all the top gun creators yep. on YouTube and moved them over, and then we sell ads to companies that otherwise wouldn't be able to get their stuff pre-rolled on YouTube right. because you know YouTube just like the Super Bowl doesn't like Daniel's defense commercials, they don't like Henry Rifle's commercials, they don't like silence. They don't like guns. They just don't like guns. They don't like us. Yeah. Uh, so with this, you know, it's not the first time YouTube's jacked with this this recent demonetization thing. Uh, just pushed more subscribers and more people towards Full30. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, we, which is what you want. You know. Absolutely. And. So and it's, we're just sick of these social media companies saying, you know, we love freedom except for, you know, no guns. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like your freedoms. Right. But uh, Leadheads, if you haven't heard of Full 30, you got to go to Full 30. That's where all the cool, like you were saying, um, gun channels are. All the top ones are there. Um no Tampex commercials. Do you guys do, no. do you do the you don't do the you do run commercials on the stuff though? We right? do right, but you're going to make commercials. You're probably going to be. But interested it's going to be in. yeah, exactly stuff that you're going to be interested in as a two right. A 2A proponent, a gun nut, outdoorsman. And just by sitting and watching the commercial, you're supporting the content creators because they get paid too for those commercials when they, right. when, they when somebody watches them. The content creators get paid. And the nice thing about it is, you know, YouTube gave like eight hundred thousand dollars to the Obama campaign. And so every time you're watching a commercial on YouTube, you're, you're, you're putting money in the pockets of the politicians who want to disarm us. So that's not going to happen on Full 30 because it's all gun channels, gun accessories, and, there you go. and gun products. So, so I don't, well, I don't want to take people. Yeah, I, like I don't to want to take people it. from a YouTube channel, but don't watch YouTube anymore. Go to the do Full 30 and and support the Second there. Amendment community. Support the Second Amendment, and you probably put some exclusive stuff on Full 30 that you don't put on. A lot of content YouTube. creators do. Yeah. 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 So you're missing out if you're not on Full 30, guys. And they just go to uh, Full30.com? Full30.com. Full30.com. And people say, what's that mean? Well, it's a Full 30 Round magazine. 
What about the 100-round magazine? Come on, Yeah, man. we were thinking about Surefire 60, but I think that was trademarked. So we, uh, All right, one quick question before we break here. All right. And I just thought of this when we were talking about the, the boon and stuff. If uh, if they were going to make a movie about you, who would you want to play you, Tim? Uh, the Rock. The Rock. Nice. <laughs> Good choice, Dwayne man. Johnson, man. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Y'all look kind of alike. Uh, yeah. I'm Samoan. Daryl? Uh, I'd probably have to go with somebody, you know, manly. So, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> <That's not laughs> <manly. Chaos>. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the pumps look good on you, man. They'd Thank you. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. Guys, we'll be back at the High Threat Concealment booth with more coverage from day three of the 2017 NARAM. NARAM, NARAM show. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. We are back at the 2017 NARAM. That'd be the uh, National Rifle Association annual meeting here in Hotlanta. And it's not hot. They got it cold in here today. It feels good. Yeah, the AC's blowing. Yeah, I think that's due to the high threat concealment guys and girls here. They they cooled it off for us. <laughs> We're being hosted by high threat concealment, and we appreciate this. And I smell some food over there too. I think they brought me some lunch, so I'm going to chow down here in a little minute. Yeah, it smells pretty good. And uh, now we have joining us on the show, the Talking Lead Show. We have Matt Wolf with Enforce. And what's your title, Matt? I'm the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Enforce. VP of Sales and Marketing. Pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining me. us today. And then we also have Tony Poe with High Threat Concealment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. So Enforce yes. is is a weapons light manufacturer. We are. We are. Did I get that correct? You did. Perfect. And uh I'm familiar with your your rifle lights. Yes, the WML and the WMLX. Right. Love those things. Um, but you've also got pistol lights, too. We do. We which do. I need to get more acquainted with okay. because these are sexy beasts, the APLs. Yes, you got it. The, uh, the APLs have been around uh, in uh, some iteration for about three and a half years now, three, four years. Okay. And... Uh, we're coming out with our Gen 3 APL in about three weeks. We're all pretty excited about it. Right. So <clears throat> what's going to be new about that light is it's doubling up on the lumens. It's going from 200 to 400. Still going to retain a single cell 123A battery. Okay. The light actually got smaller. It got So lighter. just one battery? Just one battery, yeah. Okay. Got about a 90-minute run time, which is, uh, which is pretty good. Because that's about all. Those things are so small. Yeah, you yeah can't they're, get more than one of those in there. Yeah. They're, uh, they're originally designed just to be uh, to fit flush uh, with the frame and the, and the dust cover of firearms to keep it as slim as possible. Right. So, you know, smaller, brighter, better. That's right. That's right. So talk, talk about the new one that you've got. Yep. So that's the one that we were just uh, we were just going over some of the specs. Um, so we're pretty excited about it. There's some. Um, so what was the purpose in, in doing it? You just wanted to get it smaller. You just going smaller yeah, with well, it. Yeah. Well, we want to want to squeeze and out as much light as we as we can, as much useful light uh, as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, get the best beam that we can. So these are these would be better for the subcompacts. Yeah, those those work best, and that one is specifically designed uh, for the uh, you know for the Glock models to fit flush and uh, and sit tight. Uh, that's the new APLC. That one just came out this week, and uh, we just started. Shipping. These are good. These are good looking lights. Now you guys got a little different uh, on off mechanism. We do than than most people, and I really like this. Yep, we use a, we use a paddle design. Uh, it's a little more intuitive than uh, some of the other switching out there. And uh, 
you know, everyone's stippling everything from magazines to gun frames to, to you name it. So to refrigerator uh, door handles, refrigerator door handles, whatever. <laughs> and uh, we put it right in the tool, and uh, it makes for a really effective grip and uh, positive non-slip surface. It does. Yeah, it's really nice, and it's sexy. And this one's 400 lumens, right? Uh, that one is a smaller one. That one's actually 200 lumens. It's 200 lumens. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, the APL C C yeah compact, I guess C. Yep. And you told me the APL stands for auto, auto pistol light. Auto pistol yeah. light. APL. Just as long as you got a rail, it's going to fit any standard rail yep. on now, a gun. What's unique about that is... Uh, you can even put these on your rifle, too, I guess. You could you? if you want. Yeah, actually, we have some guys who run that. <laughs> I, I actually run that one on my duty rifle. You do the bigger APL? No, Yeah, just the, uh, the auto pistol light. I run it right out on the floor into the rail. Saves weight. Plenty of light. Right. I mean, it... it What's the different size of this versus one of your rifles? You didn't bring one of your rifle ones, did you? No, I didn't. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, we do some handhelds, too. Um, some guys, you know, like Tony likes to run that at the end of his rifle. It also depends on how you grip the rifle and the activation. Some guys don't want to, you know, stretch out their thumb, and it's easier just to kind of C-clamp around that thing yeah. and you get positive activation. Is there a setting on here to where you can keep it on? Yep. All you do is uh, you give it a quick tap, and uh, it stays on. Or if you hold it for more than a third second... And becomes momentary. Okay. So there's no strobe on the uh, on the uh, pistol lights. Uh, we do have no it strobes. on the rifle lights, but on the pistol lights, we don't incorporate any strobe. It gets a little too confusing. You're, you're you're tapping around looking for it, and you don't want to do that. Right. Right. Very good. So yep. you you use these, Tony? Yes. Yes, right? I do. I actually I use the Enforce handheld. I have so you guys have handhelds. You've got pistol. You've got rifle. Yep. Yep. Actually, that's the handheld that I fly down here with. Okay. What is your handheld called? What is this called? That's the 6VX. Uh, it's a two-volt system, or I'm sorry, two-battery system, six volts. Uh, basic handheld. I mean, there's... How many lumens is this? Uh, that guy is 300 lumens. 300? Yeah. Okay. It's bright enough, lasts a long time, good battery life. Right. And has uh, this got different... That one also, it, it does strobe. have a strobe on yeah. the handheld. Does it have memory? Memory clicks? No, no. So it's uh, if you uh, just click it, turn it on, leave it on, or same thing. Okay. All of our lights operate the exact same way, whether it's rifle light or pistol light or handheld. That's good. So you yeah. get one down, you got them all down. Right. Now, yep. explain the design of this. What's what's the purpose in all the, the cuts and the grooves? So the, the cuts and grooves are to... It's on, very light. It is very for lightweight. For one. Yep. So that cuts down on weight yep. for one. So the the end part uh, where the where if you see where the uh, the muzzle is I guess where right. the light comes out um, there's uh, it's vented there and there's uh, heat sinks in there and that's to draw the heat away from the LED LEDs don't oh like okay heat. right here is what yep. we're talking about yeah so you help dissipate that heat LED runs cooler runs more efficient you can get more light more battery life okay bulb lasts longer yeah but the bulb is never gonna die the lighting diodes are, are just solid okay what kind of warranty do you have on your products lifetime warranty breaks we fix it no questions asked okay except Just if there's blood on it there's blood on blood it on i don't it. want it you own it <laughs> dip it into some clorox or something yeah right we'll sanitize it'll give it back to you what uh what's what's your line of handhelds i know you probably got different sizes yeah different we lumens, do we, we've got a couple different ones different um, styles maybe yes yeah, we have a, a nine volt version which is the 9vx uh that one's 500 lumens a little bit bigger um, you know, something you really want to wear possibly more in your belt, so your pockets. You know. Yeah. Uh, 6VX is, is pretty slim. Uh, we also have a 6VT that's got some cutouts on it. And uh, you can use it for the old, you know, cigar style and, and uh, put it up against your palm and, and activate it with the, with right. the handgun. Uh, you know, not as popular now, but I still like it. It's got a little bit different switch on it, too. Okay. So. All right. 
Um, let's talk about the the rifle. I mean, this is what you guys are. That's kind of what we're your known bread for. And butter. Yeah, yeah. The, the W It's got a, a very sleek, unique, very distinctive design to it. It is. It's different from uh, from almost everything else out there. Uh, that product was, gosh, that's probably five or six years old now, uh, and we're on the you know the second iteration, the Gen Two stuff, yeah. and uh, it's very unique. It's very ergonomic. Uh, it's all in one. There's a clamp. The was light. there something that inspired that design? Uh, there, w- there was, there was. Um, we got a request. It was, uh, it was a funny story, and uh, and I'll. Uh, and we'll mention the guy's name. Okay. Uh, but somebody you can drop names here if you yeah, want to. <laughs> it's, uh, somebody from the, uh, one of the military branches uh, came to us and said, I need a light to do X, Y, Z. We said, okay, no problem. And uh, about six months later, we gave it to him. He's like, Jesus, I didn't think you really guys were going to do it. You know, he's like, I was, <laughs> I was just, I was just throwing everything out there. And, right. Yeah. And um, didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the the story behind it. And we did it, and then, uh, you know they liked it and they bought it and they incorporated, it, and then uh, we launched it commercially, and uh, it really took off. And people have, have kind of you're right identified us with uh, with that product. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's is that like a patented uh, uh, looking design? There, I'm sure it is. You know, there's, I think we have a hundred and. 50-something patents right now on uh, lighting and heat How many different versions of that do you have? Uh, right now, there's two versions. There's a you know a small and a big. There's a single cell and there's a two and cell. And I say of that, it has a name. It's the uh, WML That's and the correct. WMLIR. Yeah, we do it in white and white and IR. Um, okay. So we kind of we get everything in there. Now let's talk uh, price points because that's you know everybody's always well how much is these things going to cost you know so they're, they're pretty reasonable as far as uh, as so far the as rifle, the market goes the rifle lights what's the MSRP on those oh uh, the MSRP varies anywhere from uh, 175 up to 225 um, but where they where they kind of hang is you know the single cells are hanging around 140 bucks which is not too bad at all the two cell and whether you get the IR version uh, everything's under 200 bucks let's put it okay. that way. And so that's the rifle lights, or the WMLs. The rifle lights, yeah. What about your your handheld? What are these? What are these called? Uh, that's the six VX. HMLs? Uh, no, just just handhelds. I'm just yeah. <laughs> just handhelds. Okay. Would be logical though, wouldn't it? Just uh, saying. Yeah, they they run about <laughs> 80, 90 bucks. Okay, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah, and we got a new handheld coming out this summer. So uh, yeah, that's not bad at all. That's the thing, you know, with flashlights, and you, you get into these higher lumens. People are like, how much is this going to cost me? You know, yeah, because they, they, some they of them tend to some of them tend to get ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So we, we try and keep it. What about the pistols? That guy is going to. This is the. Uh, this is the APLC. Yeah, APLC, that one's going to street at one hundred and fifteen dollars. One fifteen. One fifteen. Yeah. That is nice. We worked really hard to keep that cost Because I was down. expecting like two fifteen or uh, more. Yeah, you no, know, at, at two fifteen, I don't know if anyone would buy it. Well, good for you, Bravo. Yes, that's beautiful. I like it. Yeah, yeah you're going to sell a ton of those at those, that price. Those were designed around like the Glock line. Of yeah, 19s. yeah. Those, those were that specific one. And then midsummer we'll have one for uh, all the other 1913 railed pistols. But the, the one that's out now is really designed for the Glock uh, pistols. Okay. And oh. I guess you designate them. Yeah, it says Glock right there on the box. Yeah, right well, people don't read well, Let's just see. Wait, I don't have a rail on my Glock, so I can't put it on. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, is that the one? Okay. I thought that was my 27. It's a 23. So talk, tell him what I'm doing right now. Explain. All right, well, so what he's going to be doing now is uh, Glock 23. It's a uh, clear safety checked, and uh, he's sliding. He's going to slide it onto the rail. There's a, a, screw, a screw. Yep, it's just a single screw that uh, you can take out, and uh, it'll slide right on the rail, and then uh, just pop the screw back on. Okay. And is it a flathead? Uh, it is a flathead. Yep. 
flathead? So you could use a dime, penny, flathead, leatherman. Does it come with a tool? No. Okay. No. Then it would be two hundred fifteen dollars. Then it would be two fifteen. So, so that guy. the cost down. For exactly. You. Exactly. Well, you you know, one hundred and fifteen and one cent, you can include a penny. You you could you could. <laughs> So that guy slides on, and then uh, you yeah, just pop. all the way on right there, right? Yeah, you just pop yeah. the screw on there, okay. and that yeah, just actually locks it in. Right back in there, and then just screw it back down. You don't have to do it all, because you won't have to redo it. And then, oh, that's right. We got us a uh, blue gun Oh, you got one right one. here already yep. set up. We got a blue gun with a set up with one right there. <laughs> you could there. have told us that when we started. <laughs> I figured we were going to go through the setup. That would have been too easy. That yeah. too easy. So... Radio, ladies and gentlemen, radio. Yep. yep. <laughs> so he's putting the screw back in. Yep. And he's putting this on the uh, talking lead Knights Templar Glock. And she's ready to go now. Yep. And one of the things I found with the, uh, the APL lights is even shooters with smaller hands have a lot better time. Uh, being able to reach those paddles because of the design of the paddle. Yeah, it's a little bit easier as they it come catches. back past the trigger guard. So Get my microphone back up here. It uh, it actually catches my finger tip, so it's you know that that's what you're hitting with your with right, your index yeah. finger is that that light, and you've got it on both sides for ambi. Full ambi. Yep. Just okay. give it a quick click. Turns so it now on. it makes sense. As to how that, before I was holding, I was pinching them. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking I had to do them both, but once you get it on, you know, it's just either side. Turn it on one, cut it off at the other side. Doesn't matter. It's very nice, and it. I mean, it's a low profile. Very low for the Glock. Mm -hmm. So, it's if you're uh, appendix carrying like I do, this isn't really this isn't going to take up any more you, additional space. No, not at all. You not really all. won't notice it. I gotta have one of these. Yeah, and it fits really well in the high threat concealment Spectre line holsters. Right. They're made just for the APLC. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Which there's a combo sale going on there. right now, only at the show. So get over here. And oh, get you're some. doing a combo? Yep. There is 199. Gets you the holster and the light. 199 that holster and the light. That is a smoking deal. That yes. is a smoking deal. Have you been selling those? You've been selling oh, light yes. hotcakes. Yes. Yes, okay. we are. All right. Yeah, we're gonna be hitting this guy up for some more lights. I tell you. Y'all should have told me that earlier. I've been pushing it all week. I didn't know anything about it. Nah, I did. It's his fault. Yeah. I, it's I, Adam's I, fault. Blame Adam. Cool. It's nice. So, talk to us about the uh, the history behind Enforce. How you history. guys got started? How yeah. Start. Okay. So I've been there. Gosh, I've been there almost 15 years now. But the company started back in 1991. Okay. We used to do high power lasers for the medical and government field. We did lasers. Laser beams. Yep. Dolphin lasers. Yep. Freaking <laughs> laser beams, right? <laughs> and uh, we did that for you know for quite a long time. We grew own wafers. We actually made our own lasers, made our own optics. Okay. Um, and then um, the owner of the company, you know, as, as LEDs were just starting to come on board, this is in the late 90s, um, said, yeah, I think we want to do something with that because an LED is a light emitting diode, which is just a cousin to the laser diode, right? So right. we're already familiar with the background. And uh, just started making these little keychain microlights, what we called them. And uh, huh. we, we, those things started to blow up. And we started making more consumer items and, and got into that field under the Inova brand. Okay. Inova? Inova. Okay. And uh, got into AFES, and during the war, we sold just boatloads of those microlights. They were everywhere. And then we started doing other handhelds, and then just more consumer-grade lights. We got in all the big box stores, and then um, decided that we want to do something different. 
yeah. and uh, started getting into the weapon lights. I've been pushing for years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started doing that and, and just uh, took a stab at it, and that was probably six years ago, six, okay. seven years ago, and it kind of led us to where we are now. So around 2010 or so? Yeah, about 2010 we, we started getting into that, and then uh, we ended up selling the Innova brand to a good friend of ours, so it's, it's still out there today, uh, and they're doing well with it. And, uh, you know, we just do the Enforce brand now. Okay. Are, you, is there, are there plans to do lasers? Uh, you know, it's it's in our blood. It's in our background. Uh, we always, we're always tinkering with stuff. There's always things on the on the books that, yeah. um, that do some, some things with lasers. So who knows? Maybe in the future we'll see something. What about bigger lights? Bigger any plans lights. to do any bigger lights, like uh, vehicle going to vehicles or... We do spotlights. We do a lot of uh, a lot of work in different fields that aren't in the the gun industry or the, okay. or the weapon industry. Uh, we do some lights on the veterinary side. We do things on the equine side. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we don't really we don't really promote it too much, uh, especially you know, places like this at the NRA convention. But uh, we do quite a bit outside of this. Um, and, but all this is under Enforce. Uh, yeah, it's all under the Enforce brand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, talk about it, man. We got we got. Equine owners that listen to the show and dog owners and uh, it's uh it's, it's interesting. It's, it, is it really? Cause it's really yeah. What kind of light? Or how do you design a light for a, a vet, a, a veterinarian? So it has to do with detecting plaque on dogs' teeth, and certain wavelengths will light up plaque. Right. Um, so we work with a, a very large. It's interesting that, as hell, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. I just learned you something. You could use it on your own teeth, I guess. You know, right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there, there's tons. I mean, of stuff. enamel's enamel, right? Yeah, so, it is. It is. Yeah. Black spot. We'll work on a human. It's you're yeah. not cleared by the the FDA though, so you can't, oh, really, okay. so can't no. really use it on humans. Uh, but yeah, we do a lot of stuff like that. Uh, we do some OEM stuff. Um, you know, for other people in the industry, uh, we make uh, you know parts and and products for other people. Hmm. Uh, They've got like a, something in mind that they need for their specific need. They'll come to you. They'll and come they, to you. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll design it. We'll, we'll design make it for them. Make it for them. Yep. And uh, we do some private label work, so we make the lights and slap somebody else's name on it. Okay. Uh, so that works too. Yeah. yeah. So there's quite a bit. People just know us, like you said, for the WML and the WML actually the rifle lights and sometimes the pistol right, well, lights. Right. Well, I mean, without a doubt, I mean these pistol lights are are badass, man. I mean, I really like the the profile of this on the Glock. Yeah. Like I said, it fits in there perfect. Uh, that's the reason why I don't have a light on it now is because I haven't found one for my appendix carry right. that's going to be comfortable and, you know, not take up any more, you know, space down there. So yep. Yeah, I got you. That, I mean, that fits right within the, the design of the Glock there. All the parameters, it's not sticking out any further. It's not deeper making it taller yeah it's nope. about as small as you can get it and still use a lithium and battery. still have a good you know 400 lumens i guess yeah well the smaller ones too or 200 yeah, yeah. Well, 200 that's still yeah. plenty oh yeah 200 is plenty to search a building because if you ever shine a bright 100 or 500 lumen light at a white wall you're, you're gonna blind get some back, you you're gonna get some backsplash <laughs> so 200 is is really really right where i like to be when i'm searching through a you know a house you know at the night right stuff like that so that's that's a really don't burn good your cones out. Yeah. That yeah, way. Right. Cones yeah. and rods in there. And eyes. <laughs> you definitely want to. You know what? If you could get one, something that would burn out a cataract, <laughs> that you'd be onto something. Now we're going then. back in the medical field. Yeah, yeah something to yeah. think about. I'll bring it back. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. You, you have to start with the horses. <laughs> we will. We'll burn out yeah. them first. Test with the equine. Yep. So is that what the lights are? I mean, is that just for the teeth? So it's kind of the dentistry for the Yeah. Animals, there, or is there any yeah, other uses? There's some the other. Well, for the, the veterinary side, that's uh, that's really what it it's is. Kind of and what then there's some, yeah, then some some things on the light therapy side that the, the equine industry so what, uses what, it for. So what, what light spectrum is that that it's 
picking up the plaque? Uh, it's down in the UV. Okay. And then the, the Does it show up like purplish when you when you put it on there? Yeah, th think kind of black light. Black light, you know, yeah. Lighten up your bell, the Jimi Hendrix poster. Right. Like right. Yeah. Hey, there's and another use. There's there another <laughs> use. <laughs> yeah. Then we do a lot of stuff in the IR spectrum. So I think we talked about earlier the WML and WMLX come in. Uh, You've got the IR versions. And IR. So you're going to use those with your knots. Okay. You know, uh, but there's there's quite a bit. So what's what's in the future plans? What's in the future plans? Some new pistol lights, uh, some new versions, uh, some new variants. Uh, I mentioned that some handhelds can be coming out this summer. A totally new ground-up design on those. And uh, some other fun stuff what coming, which I really can't talk about yet. Okay. Yeah. Maybe next year. A little mystery. Maybe we'll next year? Yeah. Uh, any hints? Mm, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. Dallas is going to be big for us. Dallas could be pretty big for us. So. Okay. Nice. Well, we'll have to go ahead and schedule that and make sure that we get an exclusive, maybe. Maybe like a pre-NRA. I know a guy. I think is it Shot or yeah. Shot show you're going to release or NRA? Uh, probably NRA. Okay. Give us a little more time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do that then. So, so Tony, you're an actual user of the Enforce. Yes, and yes, you I am. Use this in your in your real job, your real career. Yes, your big boy job. <laughs> yes, you know? when, I, when I'm not playing hooky and working yeah. for HTC. Yeah. So, uh, talk about your usage of of their product, of the Enforce product. Okay. Yeah, I, 13 and a half years in law enforcement, local in Virginia. Um, we carry uh, the. I actually carry the the full size weapon, the pistol light, on my rifle because okay. I like the. The fact that it's really small, lightweight, giving it plenty of lumens, and as earlier as Matt said, that you can get that when you're clamp, when you do your C-clamp grip on the front of your gun, you can activate the light, top, bottom. You know, it's 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 Wherever. intuitive, it's easily very, accessible. It's yeah. very intuitive on the fore end on the rail. Yeah. And I've also noticed when I had shooters come out with smaller hands, uh, some of the lights that our department uses, which are not in force, which I'm currently trying to We're change. working on that yeah. right um, they need to standardize they have i've actually had to go in and try to you know work on or develop different techniques to allow them to be able to turn the lights on and off with one hand you know say emergency situation your your offhand goes down or something you know they just can't reach so they're having to break their grip reach over do something extra other steps mm -hmm. to actually activate their weapon light versus with the enforce the way the paddle system and the design is it's a lot easier for them to reach i've i haven't met too many people if any that actually can't reach this paddle system and turn and activate their light comfortably yeah that was one of the yeah. goals when we designed that is to have everybody be able to reach it because mm -hmm. smaller hands you can't get your finger out far enough to to mm -hmm. activate so that was right. one of the considerations. And, you know, in some designing. of the some of the techniques that people use. Some people are the school of thought that turn the light on, leave the light on, move through your objective. Some are turn it on, turn it off, move, turn it on, turn it off, move. I find you know pros and cons to both. It's situational dependent. Um, but right, but, I mean, I yeah, it's going to be it's going to depend on if you find what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you find one technique that works all the time, please let me know, and we'll write a book together. <laughs> right. So. But with this paddle system, it's more intuitive to press it and hold for that momentary to search an objective and then release it and move to somewhere else if that's your... And it's just as easy just to tap it real quick, turn it on, leave it on, and then you can do your searching, right. you know, open area, things like that. So it's just, ever since I've picked it up, it's very intuitive, it's, it's very easy to use, it's lightweight, and it's... It's extremely tough. I mean, I've worn that, the large one, on a helmet before, doing shipboardings for our marine units and stuff. I've put it on rifles and through courses. 
and here shortly I'll be trying to invest in one of the Glock APLCs for my Glock 30S that I carry when I'm off duty. You know, that's my favorite handgun. Sure. Uh, that with, with the HTC Spectre holster is going to be in my lineup soon, and just as soon as I can get my wife to approve the uh, purchase. The fundages for that? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you better get buy them here at SHOT Show because that's you get the combo package. Yes. Yeah. Yep, the combo so. package, Spectre inside the waistband. Shooter of text right now. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on the way as soon as I break for lunch. It's, hey, honey. Um, so we talked about the background of the company, a little yep. history. Yep. Um, future. Not gonna tell us anything. Being stingy with that. Yeah, sorry. Have to. So be. let's talk about you now. Let's talk about let's, me. Let's okay. let's let the listeners uh, learn a little bit more about you. Got a line of questioning that I do. Okay. For for first time guest. Oh, wonderful. How'd you originally get involved with with firearms? What's your first earliest recollection of a, of shooting? How I mean, old were you? Gosh, I think it might have been. I started late. I might have been like fourteen. Okay, that's fine. Been fourteen, but uh, what was the first gun you shot? First, um, first non BB. The first non BB guns, yeah, Mossberg yeah. five hundred. A shotgun, twelve yeah, gauge. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it threw me for a little bit of a loop. So, uh, but coincidentally, the first gun I bought, the day I turned eighteen, was Mossberg five hundred. There so you go. There's a, there's a plug for Mossberg. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. I still have. I've that got a Mossberg five hundred. I love them. Yeah, love, great. Love uh, five hundred. Uh, deer hunt with it, so shoot some whitetails. But and where do you live? I live in Rhode Island. That's where the company is. Okay. Yep. So you deer hunt with shotgun. There's certain states that you know, yeah. we use rifles in Tennessee. Yeah, well, <laughs> Rhode Island's pretty small, so uh, shooting a rifle in there might be, uh, you'll hit somebody. Shoot it across the state. Go across state lines and you're you, breaking laws. You pretty much could, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So um, when it comes to pop culture, whether it's a movie, a magazine, a TV show, song maybe, video games. I mean, you don't look like a gamer type to me, but what's your go-to that's firearms-related? Go-to? Uh, probably Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good It's a great movie. Yeah. you got to follow that movie, though. You do. First you time do. I watched it, I had to watch it like three or four times to uh, really. You're five or six oh, times, yeah. yeah there's, there's quite a bit to it. Right, there is. Yep. There is. Or, I'm going to throw a secondary in there, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, another Quentin Tarantino. So you're, Absolutely. you're a Tarantino dude. I do like him, yeah. From Knoxville, Tennessee, by the way. Oh, get out. Tennessee Didn't boy. Didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I think he was, like, probably born there and then moved, moved out west, you know, immediately. But, uh, yeah. You can but still, there's always a with. reference to Tennessee in his movies. Have you noticed that? No. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Bruce Willis' character in Pulp Fiction, yeah. you know, he was – from like Memphis or something, he was trying to get back to Tennessee. Oh, that's right. Yeah. After that, after he threw the fight, you hmm. know, um, I think there's there's a reference to Tennessee and Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I, watch the movie. I mean, he he does that. Now I'm gonna go back and watch. He it throws more. he throws cook, little cookies like that in all his uh, good or Easter eggs cookies. Easter eggs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in all his movies like that. Um, bucket list. What's your next gotta have? Want to have firearm? Piece of equipment, accessory. Hmm. 1941 Johnson. A 1941 Johnson. Yep. Okay. Describe that. What is that? Uh, it's it. So it went up uh, in testing against the M1 Garand. Okay. So a little bit, a uh, little bit of an older firearm, hence the 1941. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of history locally for the us. War cause, era. Because uh, Ivor Johnson was in Providence, Rhode Island. 
Okay. And I just, I just love the looks of it. It's a very unique gun. Yeah. Yep. So uh, they're a little pricey, so I'm gonna have to go back and ask the uh, boss for a raise. <laughs> Get a little, a little extra something, something, something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He's gonna say sell more lights. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. There's your raise, raise. Sell more lights. Perfect. Price be damned. Yep. Laws be damned. <laughs> what, uh, what would you own? What would you have? Wow. Well, we're we're in a state that doesn't allow any NFA so weapons, laws be so. damned, price be damned. Yeah. So hmm, you could a, have anything, any any firearm, any piece of equipment kit. What would you get? What would you have? What would be in your arsenal? Gosh, that's a tough question. We've been uh, we've been repressed for so long in the state we live in. Yeah, so you got um, you got you got to reprogram yourself. I, got, I here, know, man. huh? Like, I can have anything. I can do anything. I uh, uh, that little briefcase gun that HK did with the MP5K in it—that was always pretty slick. Okay, that's a different answer. Okay. Most people say minigun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That'd be nice. Or, or you know, they'll take the whole freaking uh, airplane. You know, like oh, the, oh, the A10 Warthog. Oh, yeah. A10 Warthog. You know. That's what I was thinking. I'm of. a simple guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you know, the tank Abrams. They'll take an Abrams tank. Yeah. But you're going to go James Bondish on us. I am. I am. Okay. Right. Subtle. So I like that. I like that. If you could spend the day at the range with anybody, any person, any group, living, dead, fictional, who would it be? Ken Hackthorne. Tell us who Ken Hackthorne is. Uh, Ken is. And why? Why? Um, he, he's smooth, and I like his style. Uh, he's been around for quite a long time, taught a bunch of people, and just is a tremendous book of knowledge. And I could learn quite a bit from so him. He's a fire instructor? He is. He's a fire instructor, yeah. Sharp, probably former military type guy he's, or law enforcement? Yep, absolutely. Where's yeah. he out of? Uh, he's out of Idaho now. He's he's, okay. uh, he's actually floating around the show somewhere. Okay. Well, cool. I'm going to tell him you said that. Absolutely. <laughs> so you got an admirer. Do you know him? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. All right. I'm asking you the question. Oh, okay. Same, also, same question. Same question. Live or dead? Um, well, with all the firearms instructors out there, and I'm actually, you know, a firearms instructor myself. Uh, I would have to say my grandfather. He okay. passed away when I was uh, about sixth grade. Never really got a chance to get into guns with him and shoot. He was a army veteran, served right. in Korea and Vietnam. I heard secondhand stories through my father of the things he did. His badassery. Yeah, but I never got a chance to actually be old enough to have those conversations with him so i'd like to spend the day on the range shooting guns and talk right on with man him. great so. answer ding 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 he wins sorry yeah yeah that, that, just, that just crushed me <laughs> sorry ken you're like i feel like an <laughs> asshole now <laughs> but no i mean you'd be surprised a lot of people do you like my dad you know yep he passed away you know many years Absolutely. ago and yeah that's cool yeah good for you bro so you guys know that the anniversary of world war ii is coming up 75 Oh, I would, I would imagine it's like 75. That's one, one of, of them's things. coming up. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we were talking about, uh, I was met the owner from Inland. Oh, yeah. You know, they make the uh, the M1 carbine. Sure. Okay. And uh, there's a trench gun that they're working with, Ithaca. They've got a, a trench gun, yeah, shotgun out, 12-gauge yeah. uh, over there. It's really nice. Uh, and then they've got some 1911s that they've okay. made, too. Really cool. Kind of war era. Yep. Kind of deal. Nice anniversary stuff. Yeah, and uh, doing like a uh, a three gun using those those oh, farms, would, or maybe would, setting up a stage at yeah. 
and uh, you know, doing a fundraiser for our World War II veterans, you know, something along those lines. For our leadheads that want to uh, add these to their arsenal, what uh, where, where can they get them? You can go right on our website. We've got a list of dealers uh, they can pick from. They go through distribution, but uh, call your favorite firearms dealer, and uh, they'll be able to get Pretty them. Pretty much in, in all the, the retail stores, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Very easy to find. Very good. And give us all your uh, your social media and website and all that. So you can catch us at uh, Enforce01 on uh, Instagram or uh, just Enforce on uh, Facebook. And our website is www.enforce-mill.com. That's I-N-F-O-R-C-E. That is correct. Leadheads. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time being on. Sure thing. Uh, thank really you. enjoy it. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to be adding one of these to, uh, to the Glock. Awesome. Lefty's Glock. The APLC, uh, the texture. I, mean, I love that texture right there. It's like when I was hitting it, you know how some of them your finger will slip, slip off. off mm-hmm. Yeah, that catches it and forces it in and, and activates yep. it. So very intuitive. All right, guys, we will be back. More of our coverage of the 2017 NRA annual meeting here at the High Threat Concealment Booth. That wraps up our Volume Four coverage of the National Rifle Association annual meeting. Hope you guys enjoyed those uh, interviews. So I'd like to go ahead and thank all the sponsors of Talking Lead. Frontier Tactical. Check them out at FrontierTactical.com. They're the developers of the Warlock system. That is the multi-caliber adapter that goes on to your AR-15 and can allow it to shoot up to 90 different calibers. And then they've also come out with their full line of AR-15s featuring their Warlock system. So right out of the box, you can have an AR-15 that is capable of shooting up to 90 different calibers. And then make sure you check out their AR pistols as well. The perfect truck gun, pack gun, or even purse gun. Check them out at FrontierTactical.com. X-Steel Targets. X-Steel Targets. The best, most affordable AR-500 steel targets on the market today. Check them out at xsteeltargets.com. They've got a full line of reactive targets. They've got the Texas Star. They've got the Dueling Trees. They've got Harvest Targets and pretty much anything that you can think of in between. And if there's not one there that you uh, see that you need that fits your needs, then uh, get in touch with Bud over there at X-Steel Targets and they can custom make AR-500 steel targets just for you, the leadheads. And speaking of just for you, Uh, Most of these companies have set up discount codes for you leadheads, and it's going to be leadhead. So just use that code whenever you're at uh, one of our guests on the show. A lot of them have set up codes. I know Right On USA, for those awesome optics, has set up a code for you guys. Just use leadhead, go to their website, and if any of those aren't active or aren't working, make sure you let me know and uh, I'll make sure that you get that discount. Modern Spartan Systems, the gun optimization company. So they've got products that are going to help optimize the performance of your firearms. They've got oils, they've got cleaning solutions, and uh, you guys can go check them out at modernspartansystems.com and make sure you join up for their Spartan Nation program that they have and um, use that discount code there as well, Leadhead, modernspartansystems.com. Tactical Squirrel, the monthly subscription box service for all your tactical goodies you guys are going to want to go to uh, our website talkingled.com we've got a link there to where you can click on it and as a lead head in your first month's 
box, you're going to get a special prize. They're going to hook you up with, with something really cool. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You got to subscribe and find out what it is. And uh, as you guys are signing up and getting your first month's box, I want you to post pictures on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, share that with all the lead heads and uh, let them know what they've been missing out on. So go to TalkingLead.com, click on the Tactical Squirrel link at the top, and that'll take you right there where you can uh, pick your service. There's uh, several different ones going anywhere from $35 a month up to $100 a month. And of course, the more you pay, the more value you're going to get, the more cool things in your box. You're going to get ammo, things like ammo, t-shirts, hats, knives, flashlights, all kinds of different things. These, uh, these guys are teaming up with veteran-owned companies is who they're trying to target, veteran-owned, veteran-supported companies, and um, get their gear in these boxes and out to you lead heads. Glock, the official carry of Talking Lead. You guys have probably seen the Templar Knight cuts that I had done in my, uh, my Glock 23 slide. That was done by Danny over at Pack Arms. Uh, really cool uh, customization. That's the great thing about Glocks is there's so many different things that you can do with your Glocks to personalize them and make them your own. Plus the fact that they're tanks. They're nearly indestructible, reliable, and affordable. So go check them out at uh, Glock. And then they've got a swag store there too where you guys can get all kinds of cool uh, things from Glock. Coolers, hats, water bottles. I mean, they've got just tons and tons of different things so if you want to live that glock lifestyle go to glock check them out and like i said the uh, 1776 united talking lead lead head logo design contest is in full effect it's going on until the end of this month into may and get your design ideas in go to 1776united.com's website submit those ideas you'll go down to the bottom of their website there's a link you click on or if that's too much work for you you just want to uh, email those directly to me it's talking lead at gmail com and make sure you put in the subject leadhead contest all right guys we will be back soon with another volume that'd be volume five of our coverage of the naram so as always leadheads keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms closer